0: Go, boom. Welcome back to the Hank Strange right, Make sure you
1: guys subscribe Lifestyle. right it's now, thumbs downloaded. up, ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live, which we're live right now. Come on, let's see jazz hands, people. Let's get the jazz. No one, no one wants to do jazz hands except me. Oh, there you go. Jazz hands getting thrown up. Hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode 415 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast coming to you live. Live and direct from Gainesville, Florida, the Hank Strange Media Studios here. Um, we should be getting Rob Pincus coming on with us at some point here if we can get him up on the, uh, you know, on the Skypes. We got to get in touch with him on the Skypes. Pincus, if you're out there and you can hear us, it's, uh, you know, well, I, I already sent you the info on what the Skype is. We don't want everyone dialing in right now. So, uh, <laughs> cover. we've got Walter Keller. He's here. There goes Walter right there. Boom. There he
0: goes, Walter's here. We've got also- that delay thing going on in my picture. Tonight. Oh, you do? Oh, okay,
1: yeah. all right. Um, what's going on with that? I'm not sure. Minimize your Skype window, Miss. minimize that. Oh, I think we got Pincus also joining us, but there's you know, Mike Woodland from MW Tactical. There he goes, boom. There's Pincus in the house, looking very sexy. He looks very, this is a very sexy man right here. He's joining us. Don't be jealous, guys, the rest of you. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Yeah, well, well, it's too uh, late for that. <laughs> too late for that. Okay, so, and uh, this is episode 415, and the subject, of course, is Rob Pincus, who is here with us right now. What's going on with the NRA? Rob Pincus is going to be here to talk about that. What's up, Rob? Do you want to just jump in? No, say hi. I just got yeah. here. Okay. Hi. What's up? hi What's up? What's up? Oh, Yeah, I'm feeling this nice oh. little choker uh, bead thing that you have going on. You like that? Yeah?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, a,
1: yeah. I got it doubled up. Oh so. wow, doubled! Oh my goodness, man, yeah.
2: this like. Um, the, People the, ask me about that. Like, what's up with the beads, man? Well, like this. So uh, this is a uh, like a traditional 108 uh, bead mala strand. Uh, okay. It's Supposed to be like help you with your uh, contemplative moments, your calm moments, your oh, okay. your not so calm moments that you want to be calm, things like that. Okay.
1: I thought it helps you get a wife, but I was I didn't want to go there so early. <laughs>
2: Are we doing that already? Because no, I, no. I, I let me just say I've had feedback from my last appearance.
1: Okay, it's
2: been brought up some, it's been brought up occasionally that mm-hmm. uh, that I said some things there that maybe weren't spo- weren't room you, for prime time. Did you get in trouble? That's that's not nah, even not cool to get in trouble. Oh. It's apparently I I said something like you said something like you want to find a nice person and I said you know nice isn't really one of the requirements and then we kind of went from there. And it's been pointed out at times that uh, because apparently I have a high, like, profile media, social media presence, mm-hmm. that it's relatively easy to find. And it's been brought up that, um, well, I guess nice. I don't have to be nice, do I? Might have been said once or twice.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. oh, so this gets so you get this gets
2: reflected on you that you said, yeah. I I now evidence. I've, I've, I've told, yeah, I get I get socially accountable as well as like professionally accountable for the things <laughs> I say on these oh. these crazy so, podcast about. so have
1: you did you get <laughs> married did you
2: no no I'm uh, still I'm still not uh remarried so that's got that going for me yeah
1: yep. But, yep. Uh, stay yep. single for at least um I say stay single for at least about six weeks you
2: know go <laughs> well, for, I mean it's like I've detox. been for 10 months so 10, let's just oh. say it's you know it's been a while and yeah. uh you could see that coming to an end I guess relatively relatively soon probably yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, now I said that, that's probably going to get me in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, sh- should we try to recruit uh, a
1: future uh, ex-Mrs. Pincus?
2: No, I think, we're, we? I think we should get back
1: to the NRA. Okay. Should all right.
2: NRA? We <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't get into these conversations with me rob because then we'll i know we'll get know. lost <laughs> we'll get lost you know um uh, yeah. let me see so yeah shout out to andrew out there uh we appreciate you andrew okay so rob's here we've got mike from mw tactical have you met mike before oh yeah
3: All rob right. is my homie i got rob's phone number in my phone i just oh, never wow. reached out to him yet. Never actually oh, called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i don't even have his number hey
3: special people get i, I special can only people.
1: email him or something like that you know
3: <laughs> no so. but me and rob we talk um quite a few times at the various shows we go to nra shot show okay. and wherever we are but we we talk at every one of those events
1: yeah one good thing about rob he will talk to anyone he will talk to anyone so you know that's a, i'm not dude, these guys are quiet like i'm saying something horrible that's we a good. fine the yeah. yeah. There's certain <laughs> people that don't talk to you. Guys oh, I know thought
3: this. You were going to continue. I
2: thought you. Were going no, to consent I'm consent. just
1: saying this. There's certain people that don't talk to like no matter what. They won't talk to you.
2: Yeah, so. actually, funny. I just had. So you know, I was just a little bit, a um, little bit late here. Obviously, getting on the call. Mm-hmm. I actually had a call with an NRA board of director uh, member this evening. This afternoon. And it was uh, it was a kind of an intense conversation, and part of the topic was this issue of how vocal we should be and how engaging we should be with other people. So it's probably like a really good segue to get right into the, yeah. the conversation about the NRA. Is one of the you guys know I got up on the the, the stand there and got on the mic. And along with a lot of other people, said, you know, we need more transparency. We need more open dialogue. We need to understand, you know, what's going on and what's being done about the obvious problems that exist. Mm-hmm. And some people are still, even now, months after the annual meeting, months after these these revelations have come to light, saying, no, 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 we need to be really careful about what we oh, talk, about. you know, for a bunch of different reasons, none of yeah. which I find valid. Um, I can respect someone's uh, desire to personally be anonymous, but but yeah, don't man. come at me telling me to, that that. I shouldn't be encouraging. They, people OK, that's out. what I was
1: going to tr- uh, ask you. So they're telling you that you shouldn't be saying anything.
2: No, it wasn't as okay. much that. It was more like don't put pressure on some of the board members, some of the other board members who want to remain behind the scenes. And I'm like, look, at this point, silence is complicit support for the yep. status quo. And you yep. can't tell yep. me. When you've got a board that is 76 people that we know hasn't been able to make a lot of the changes that we want made, hasn't seemingly been interested in for a long time in making a lot of the changes we want made, we want to see changes to the board structure. People have asked me, am I going to run for the board? Look, why would I fight to get on a board that I don't believe is is functional right now, that is able to do the good work that we need done? I'm encouraging people to do the work from the outside. Do I understand that people on the inside have some power they can wield that we don't? Absolutely. I'm asking them to do it and not asking, you know, them asking us to say, look, trust us. We got this. Just let us work it our way. Well, that's how we got here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's that's exactly what we don't want. OK, quickly, before we go into that, I don't know if you've met Walter Keller. He's also yeah. on here with us. Walter Keller from Safety Harbor. I, I think the first time he was on your
0: podcast, That was OK. On.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. what we were talking about here, Rob, because and I've been trying to get you to come on. And by me, I mean, Lola. I'll give Lola some credit. I was gonna say, she has my number. Yeah. Yeah, so that's weird. <laughs> Am I worried? Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. No, so yeah, we've been trying to get you to come on because um, at the NRA, the last NRA uh, uh, annual meeting that happened, I heard there was like a melee. You got in, you know, there was a whole thing. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the thing, but I heard you. You got up like on tables. People pulled you down. What exactly did happen? Can you can some, you some like of, go
2: back, rewind to that, and start from there for us? All right. So the only time I was on a table was was after hours, but I was up on a on a mic stand on a podium. So picture a shareholders meeting. We've all seen at least in the movies, you know that big room with thousands yeah. of people and a couple of microphones set up for shareholders to make comments to address uh, a board of directors or a. Um, you know, like uh, uh, the officers of the company to express concerns, to ask some pointed questions. Right. And usually in the movies, when that scene comes in, it's not just like a scene that goes by. There's usually some guy that gets them on the mic and he's like, I accuse you of this. Or, and whether the, depending on the storyline, that guy is either like, you know, a person who's way off their rocker and doesn't know what's going on, causing problems. Or it's the whistleblower type person, the person who's asking the pointed questions that, that the status quo doesn't want answered well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. josh prince joshua prince uh, mm-hmm. everybody knows a lawyer out of pennsylvania does a lot of great work he uh, adam kraut um some other guys uh had, had, had said you know we're not using the members meeting the way it's supposed to be used and it okay. was actually um <clears throat> first pointed out that that uh, josh had found like that one section in the bylaws that said members shall be heard well, that, that's language that resonates with the gun community because we know the difference between may be heard at the members meeting and shall be heard because of the concealed carry shall issue movement, right? Right. So that's – boom. That's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened was the issue, of course, was getting some resolutions on the agenda – through the voice of the membership for the NRA board meeting, which was gonna happen on Monday, the members meeting is Saturday. And what's happened over the years is the reason the members meeting doesn't get used is because it's really been turned into a, a pep rally. It's been turned into a cheerleading session where you know, a couple speeches are given, uh, some videos are shown, somebody gets some kind of lifetime achievement award or whatever. And then you get a report that, you know, here's the report, here's all the financials, here's all that boring stuff you don't want to talk about. I'll bet you really want to go look at the new Glocks, don't you? Meeting adjourned. OK, everybody back to the floor. Mm-hmm. But there's supposed to be a moment there where, and this is the reason those mics are set up in the, the uh, audience, is so that the average member can get up on the mic and either – express an opinion or ask a question or just partake, right? The members shall be heard. So what traditionally has happened is as soon as, you know, is there any new business? Well, before business is done like echoing off the back of the room, some board member, old guard guy raises his hands and says, move to adjourn. And somebody else says second. And then the chair chair immediately goes to, can I get a vote to adjourn? And people before the average person even knows what's going on, there's enough placards in the air for yay that, uh, you know, and nay, and people are still trying to figure out what's going on. And in like the span of six seconds, they have gone from, is there any new business from any member that would wishes to speak to meeting adjourned, thanks for coming. And you're looking around like, what, what just happened? And even in the few times that people have tried to speak and tried to avoid the adjournment, the adjournments always won really lately. In fact, I was sitting behind a row of old guard uh, directors and woman when, when the movement to adjourn was actually defeated because we, we were able to get to the mics and speak. And uh, again, Frank Tate uh, had a beautifully written um, resolution proposal for, you know, questioning some of the things with ACMAC, questioning some of the things with Wayne LaPierre and all this. when he got up to, to have his petition heard, or his uh, uh, sorry, his uh, uh, proposal read and heard and make the argument for why we needed to, to have this resolution and why we needed to have this conversation. He was accompanied by Josh Prince. Josh helped him, you know, pointed out the bylaw issue and all this. And, and the floor was left open for discussion. One of those old board members looked over to somebody else and said, are they allowed to do that? And the, the incredulousness, the the uh, <laughs> condescension that was reeking from that whole row of board members who just could not believe that we had the audacity as mere members to say, we want to talk about some of these bad things, the allegations. Now, remember, this is the morning that Oliver North uh, didn't show up to work. You know, he didn't show up to finish his duties to fulfill his complete you know, year as the president of the NRA. And instead, they read a letter uh, from him it, saying that, you know, he was stepping down from the position. And then Richard Childress, who was the acting uh, first vice president, was put in the position of running the meeting. And he wasn't prepared to run the meeting. So, you know, he had a little guy whispering in his ear about Robert's rules of order, trying to keep the thing going. And honestly, you know, I've, I've come through a couple of evolutions having learned what I've learned over the last few months. First of all, if Oliver North had been running that meeting, I think the members would have got a much more fair opportunity to express our concerns and the meeting would have probably gone very differently. And some of the resolutions we had proposed probably would have been on the agenda for Monday. Okay. With, with that not being the case, if anyone like that was on board with the old guard and familiar with the rules of, of uh, you know Robert's Rules of Orders, the rules of parliamentary procedure, we probably wouldn't even have gotten to say as much as we did. So it was kind of a good thing that it was a good and bad thing that we had someone up there who, who hadn't sort of been prepped to run the meeting. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously we see now that Richard Childress sort of stepped out of line and did not uh, ascend to the presidency, which, again, gives an indication that he's not. And, and never was part of this status quo problem. So, so that played out. And immediately after the members meeting, and again, I wasn't the only one who spoke on our side, but on their side, so to speak, the people that were speaking for secrecy and for not discussing these things and for, for not having any conversation about it, in the, especially in the open, were like three past presidents of the NRA took the mic to speak against us. Several current and former board members took to the mics to explain how we didn't need to know We couldn't be trusted with the information. One guy got up with like this profanity laced like rant about how Wayne Lapierre wasn't going to be deposed until, you know, it was over his dead body or whatever. Um, I mean, it was really, it was weird to see. At one point, I turned to Josh Prince and I was like, did you script them to make them look silly? Because they were saying, and people can go to my YouTube channel and see some of these videos, they were sort of saying all the things in opposition to what I think the vast majority of American gun owners want from the NRA. Yeah. So that's how we get to why is Rob sort of in the middle of some of this conversation? Is I was one of the guys with a higher profile, I guess, that spoke up that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's video. There's video of all this. Yeah, yeah. There's video of all that. Um, it can, like I said, you can see really nicely juxtaposed um, my, you know, sixty second call for transparency uh, up against. Uh, Former director, and now he's running again by petition. Somebody actually asked me to sign the petition for this guy to get back on the ballot. Um, John Cushman, who's a good guy, like he does good work in New York on the local level, but he literally got up and stood in opposition to the idea of even talking about problems and suggested to people, along with some other member, uh, board members, that there's more secrets than we're going to know about. Yeah, you've heard there was a letter from Oliver North. Now, of course, since then we've read a lot of these letters because they were, you know, "quote unquote" leaked, mm-hmm. but. Um, you, there's more, you think, you know about the letters, there's more letters than you know about, and you're never going to see them and you don't need to see them. I mean, the, the, the talking points were amazing in terms of just how much derision some of these board members have for the average member.
1: Yeah. So where is this video? Just as a point for anyone, uh, I, I actually haven't uh, seen it.
2: Yeah. yeah. So go to my YouTube channel, okay. um, Rob Pincus or ICE training on YouTube. You're going to find it okay. and you'll be able to see, go back to, uh, what was that? Uh, late April, the, uh, there's three videos there I know for sure one is me calling for transparency the other is John Cushman speaking specifically against uh, even trusting the members and then there's also a video that I made the next day actually um, made it you guys know uh, Argo so Argo uh, we, we did a video together the next day where because a lot of people are like wow you really must be mad at Wayne LaPierre and I'm like this isn't about Wayne Wayne's a big part of it but if Wayne steps down tomorrow and somebody else comes in it's the same thing there's still the same structural and strategic problems at the NRA. So I made a video just kind of explaining to people, why are we even mad? Why are we concerned? Why did we do what we did yesterday? And that sort of, I hope, set a tone for, you know, there's no personal agenda. There's no ax to grind. This isn't about one guy. This is big problems. And I think the last few months have, have certainly borne out the fact that this is much deeper and bigger than Wayne LaPierre, even though this all happened under his watch. And now is is the coverups worse than the crime is the kind of thing that's going on now with him. Yeah. You
1: know? OK. All right. Cool. I'm going to try to uh, pull that up while we're here. I don't know if you guys have any other questions. So um, do, do, Walter or Mike, do you have anything you yeah. want to ask here? Go ahead. Um,
3: when we was at the last NRA, um, when you actually took the microphone, didn't somebody pull like one of the videos down when you was doing a speech or something to that accord?
2: There was, so what happens is that meeting, because again, it's basically a, a um, uh, like a pep rally, right? Is is broadcast. Now I didn't realize that because I paid that's how little attention I paid to the members' meeting because it just hasn't been utilized well at all. So the members' meeting was being broadcast on the floor of the show as well as in some other private rooms, like the Ring of Freedom guys, and they have their own hospitality rooms, some other places. And I was I I did hear that there were some of the feeds that were cut or at least the audio was like turned way down once the members started speaking. Now, I do know for a fact though that in the ring of freedom area and in the main booth at the NRA where the NRA TV was set up and all that, they did not shut it down. And apparently there was, there was a lot of reaction from the crowd and a lot of like, "Whoa, what's going on here. And a lot of people standing Mm -hmm. around trying to figure out like, should we pull the plug on this feed or are we allowed to pull the plug on the feed? Because it was making a lot of people uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> Again, you know, and that's kind of what the phone conversation I was talking about earlier is is making people uncomfortable. And one of the things I've said to people is, look, friendships are going to get strained over this. I had I strained a friendship this morning. I, I read a quote from the media from someone trying to, you know, pretend or at least convey in that media piece that everything's fine. The NRA is just as strong as it's ever been. Don't worry about it. It's like, I know, you know, better. And I've been talking to you for weeks about you knowing that you know better. Why would you say that in the public space with your name under it to to make either make you look bad to the people that are really concerned and in the know or make the NRA look like something it's not like that's how we got here again. Like this this whole thing of we can't say anything bad because that gives the other side ammunition. I got to fix my own house first before I can worry about what the other side's doing. So so there was a lot of concern about the awkwardness of that conversation and that the, you know, sound getting turned down and things like that. But, you know, in in the NRA's defense, they did not pull the plug. They didn't, you know, shut the lights off. They didn't do anything crazy. But again, I think we caught them off guard. It'll be interesting to see how it goes next year and whether next year. Yeah, they'll be ready.
1: They'll be ready. Unlike (laughs) me just now, I just hit the button. I see some people already making fun of me. I hit the button to do the start of the show all over again. (laughs) So my apologies on that. This is why I should not be in control of anything. Okay, so yeah, so you you guys caught them off guard. I'm pretty sure they are going to be ready for that next year. Are you planning on going next year? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Um, So, like, what's the, you know, since that event, there's been a whole bunch of things that that have gone on. I don't know if you're like done describing everything that happened there, but there's been other things added to this, right? I think it started a couple of weeks before the convention, um, and then there was this thing going on during the convention itself, and then it's just things keep getting added to this, right? We've got like the fight with Ackerman McQueen going on. And um, NRA TV getting shut down. I had Colin Noir on last week. You know, how has this all played out to you from behind the scenes and what you're seeing?
2: Well, you remember, a lot of this has been going on for years, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. years. You know, I watched uh, uh, Noir on with you and I, I, you know, I mean, I've been telling him for two or three years, man, you got to get out of this. You got to get out from under this. Like you, you have enough voice, enough audience, enough following, enough influence. You need to be doing this on your own. Yep. so you know when he said to you like he's basically a, his own man he does his own thing it's always kind of how he's been he's going to keep doing it I, I i hear him but i also know that obviously he was doing a lot of things that were very embedded with NRA TV and with akron mcqueen for a lot of years right mm-hmm. and and that helped him and i think it also held him back and i think right now which direction he's going to go is going to be really interesting to see right i yeah, i, I, just, I hope that he does go back to owning you know, some of his own voice, and and being, you know, confident in his ability to do that well, and still, you know, put put food on the table and do the things he wants to do in life uh, yeah. without that, you know, lifeboat around him, right? Because that yeah. lifeboat's gone, yeah. right? That's the thing. Is, is the Akron McQueen NRA divorce? Um, You know, I, I was uh, I was under oath on this deposition thing with with the NRA, which we'll probably get to talking about because that was probably the most recent event. Um, And I said, you know, honestly, most of my criticism of the NRA and specifically of Wayne LaPierre's leadership at the NRA for the last like five to 10 years has been directly related to the relationship with Matt Ackerman McQueen and the messaging that Ackerman McQueen was putting out and the rhetoric and stuff that was coming out of NRA TV. And I even said, like, my fear at the time is that we would eventually end up right where we are is that Akron McQueen had too much power, too much control. There was all kinds of stuff going on in the back rooms. We Lots didn't of know money much. going to those guys. Lots of money going back and forth in different places in different mm-hmm. ways. And now there's an ugly m- divorce and like we're like the kids getting caught in the middle right. trying to like, you know, not just, you know, make things that we don't, I guess we really don't care. That's probably a bad analogy. We don't mm-hmm. care about how Wayne LaPierre and Akron McQueen end up, but we definitely care about like our inheritance, right? Like mm-hmm. we care about the limit, the, the, what's left over when they get done fighting. Cause we we, we,
1: we, we need the NRA right now, right? That's the weird thing it, about it. It's like the
2: worst time to have all of this going on. There's never a good time for this. And, and that's kind of the point, right? Is that years ago. You know, before – let's just go back. We can go as recently as the the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. How much easier would it have been knowing all this stuff was there? Because a lot of this stuff predates this. It's just been talked about a lot more in the last few months. How easy would it have been for Wayne LaPierre to step down, hand it off to some other team before the big election against Hillary Clinton and say, look, there's a big fight coming up next year. We're going to put the best team forward. I've been doing this for a long time. Proud to have served. I have faith in this next group of people taking over. I'm going to slip out the side door. I'm here if you need me. Yay, America! You know, or win, win the election. You know, November of uh, 2016. Say, okay, we've won that fight. We have a look. We have a friend in the White House. We, we're not going to be under attack for the next years, or at least so we thought, right? Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's put a new team in place and give them the protection of Trump in the White House to establish themselves, so they'll be ready for the fight in 2020. But nobody's doing the right thing here. Nobody has done the right thing. What other? Think about all the way back to Enron, think about the silly little tiny things that CEOs have stepped down over at major multinational corporations over, like leaders of industry, like, like you know, big, I'm not saying that the things these guys did maybe weren't big deals. Like you think about like a Harvey Weinstein guy, like apparently there's a lot of bad, bad shenanigans going on there, mm-hmm. right? But the minute those allegations come out and start getting voiced, He's persona non grata, like he's done, right? Like you feel weird, I was watching a movie the other night and his name came up on the screen, A movie 30 years old, and it's like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you, like, you, because now you've, you've got all these things in your head. It's tainted. Yet, think about all the things that have tainted Akram McQueen and Wayne LaPierre, even just over the last six months, what's come out, and yet he's still holding on to power? Like, come on, man. Yeah,
1: well he seems to have his, I always um, liken it to, um, to Putin. It's a lot like what's going on with Putin, right? He he steps down, he kind of shifts off to the side, has some kind of weird election thing going on, but he's still really the boss.
2: I, I, I mean, to me, right now it's like Stalin, right? <laughs> yeah, it's more like Stalin actually. It's not like Putin, yeah. Stalin. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Stalin. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we got the purges going on where people right. get off committees and stuff, true, right? True. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's a there's a whole bunch of different things going on here at the same time. Um, and, and I can see some people getting real excited uh, in, in the background here. Did you have a question you wanted to ask here, Mike?
3: Yeah, um, I just wanted to ask Rob, um, ever since you got served speaking out yeah. um, and everything coming out to the forefront against the NRA, just about their actions. Have you got any type of pushback or any resistance in any way speaking out like you have?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I still, I tell you what, I get a lot of questions about it. And I get questions like from friends who are concerned. I get questions from collaborators in the community who I think don't really know what to do with it, you know, and they say, you know, they ask questions like, I think sometimes they're asking me questions to find out if they're the only one that's still like hanging with me, right? <laughs> I mean, <somebody's laughs> some of these biggest companies in the industry, right? So they're like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, so if any of your other sponsors or collaborators, like, if they said anything to you about this, like, they don't want to be the last one standing. But luckily, I can honestly say I have talked about this with a lot of people I work with, some big companies included, and. The, everything's still cool. Like I just, you know, I just renewed a relationship with one of the strongest, most established companies I've got a uh, relationship with for a long time, and you know, we just renewed it a couple of weeks ago. And and somebody within that two weeks has specifically asked me um, if I was still working with them or if they were still working with me because they're seen as a relatively conservative company, especially when it comes to wading into the the politics of the weeds of the gun industry. And everything's super cool. So I think what I've tried to do over the years is really do a church and state thing with like personal defense network and then Rob as a second amendment advocate in my politics, because there's some, obviously some important overlap there, but, but you, you can't go to the personal defense network right now. I mean, that website with, with hundreds, 950 or something pieces of content, you can't go find anything about me criticizing the NRA. You're going to see pictures and you're gonna see video of me speaking at the NRA. You're going to see the old logos when we were doing videos and DVDs for the NRA. But there is no NRE politics at Personal Defense Network. That's church and state. Even Second Amendment Organization, with me as the executive vice president of Second Amendment Organization, we've taken the position that Second Amendment Organization is not going to comment on the issues with the NRA, whereas you see like Gun Owners of America or Second Amendment Foundation or – uh, firearms policy coalition. They might make a comment here or there. or They, you know, or might be involved in a conversation when I'm talking about the NRA. I'm not wearing my 2AO hat, and 2AO hasn't put out any information. You know, it's, it'd be really easy to say, "Oh, Rob's attacking the NRA," so 2AO has more, you know, more profile or posture. But you can't even find them referenced right in any of the things I write in regard to the NRA. And people have asked me why not? Like, why aren't you putting a donate to the 2AO? But, well, that's why, because it's it's such a clear conflict of interest. The last thing I want to do is get caught up in that. But I'm not going to shy away from doing what I think is right as an American gun owner and as an advocate for Second Amendment rights and as an advocate for responsible grassroots work that people can do as proud gun owners. I'm not going to shy away because somebody might make the accusation. I'm just going to say, you know, show me, cite your your reason for thinking there's a conflict because I'm trying to do the right thing in like 12 different directions right now.
1: Yeah. And if there's if there's ever been a time to speak up, it would be now. Uh, Mike, I think you had a follow up on that.
3: Yeah. So uh, follow up to um, getting attacked. Has anybody from the NRA tried to come over and smooth things over with you to try to get you to quiet down and stop trying to ruffle the waters?
2: Back, yeah, early in the back in the day for sure. Like, like you go back to 2013, 14, 15 when I was maybe first starting to get like openly critical of some of the problems. When I ran for the board of directors, there was a lot of hey, like we understand what's going on, we know why you're mad, we know we, we agree with you that some of that needs to get looked into. But trust me, we don't, we can't make things bad for the NRA. We've got you know these big fights in politics, and Sandy Hook just happened, or we got to run against Hillary Clinton in a year, so we need you to like just kind of rein it in. We're g- hey how We put you on a committee. I bet you'd be you'd be great on. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but then there was never any follow through because at the end of the day, I'm not really the the kind of guy that gets bribed or silenced in that way. Like you can threaten me, and I'm going to sit for a minute. And you threaten my friends, and I'm going to think, how's that going to benefit them? And I'm think for a minute. But what? What are? But you just give offer me something like like a committee position. Like that's just that's yeah okay. So I already I already explained how I feel about the board and the committees kind of being powerless at the end of the day. So why do I care about being on a powerless committee? I think we need to change the whole organization. Now, lately, um, the people that are talking to me from inside, they are people that agree with me, right? There are people that are that are very much like, they're, yeah, things need to change, or there are people who used to be board members, or people who used to be employees, um, including some of the people that recently lost their jobs because of the shutdown of NRA TV. So there's a lot of people that are reaching out, trying to help, but there aren't very many people reaching out, trying to like, you know, calm me down or make me think everything's okay or get me in on the team. You know, mm-hmm. no one's asking me to run for the board of directors as long as I just don't say anything bad about Wayne anymore. Those offers have been made to other people who, who I think were viable, but mm-hmm. I, I don't get those offers. Yeah.
1: One, one quick shout out. Uh, I know you got another question here, Mike. Quick shout out to Black Guns yeah. Matter. Maj. Maj is uh is in the background somewhere. And lots of lots of gun guys out there, by the way. I don't want to like miss any of the gun guys. We got lots of gun guys tuning into this. What's your, what's your next question there, Mike? All right,
3: final, final question to you, Rob. All right. So if right now you could do one thing, snap your fingers, and make the change that has to be made to move forward with the NRA, what would that
2: be? It's it's hard to give that that one thing because these are so complex issues, right? I think. The five points of reform, obviously, I'm a board member for Save the Second. I really want to talk a little bit more detail about that. Yeah. Um, to, and this may be the perfect moment because mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. the path forward is is five five points that we have there. You know, one is we need to make uh, the board smaller. The board needs to be smaller to be more effective um, in any practical sense, but also so that each board member is more accountable. Because right now we have a lot of board members, like like I said earlier, who want to be silent, who want to be low profile, who want to, you know, work in the background or whatever. Well, we can't, we can't have that. I mean, the NRA has crosshairs on them from, you know, every anti-gun pro gun control, like we're not sure about guns. Everybody's coming after the NRA unless they're yay pro gun. And at this point, conservative Christian American pro gun is like, that's who the NRA is really, you know, attracted and, and, and kind of, uh, Uh, coddled, you know, as the core group. So that's why there's only 5.5 million, which, again, I think is a dubious number. It's probably not real. But if you take that number at face value, we only have 5.5 million out of 100 plus million gun owners. Why? Well, part of that's the messaging from Ackerman McQueen. So I want more accountability from each individual board member to, to kind of put them in a position where they must take action in order to make the organization better and more representative, more efficient, more, more fiscally responsible, all those things. So first things make the board small. Second thing is mandatory attendance. And that goes right back to accountability because if you don't have the the, the board members participating, then how can you hold them accountable, right? Mm-hmm. So right now they don't even have to attend. I mean, there's board members that have attended like one meeting out of the last 15, you know, that they since they've been on the board. Three meetings a year, it's not that too much to ask maybe they're going to change the rules if they put mandatory attendance in maybe they'll also allow video conference as a way to participate mm-hmm. we just want people to be if you're going to raise your hand and say i want to be on the board you don't get just to put it on your byline and say well i'm only yeah. here for you know the thing i care about i'm only yeah, here for what
1: hundred- is what is the what is this <laughs> the board almost sounds like these vanity boards that you have at like uh, you know uh, I'm I'm searching for the like, you know, some there's some women's groups out there, you know, or the high school, the local <laughs> high school thing and the moms get together and they're like, it's not for that. You know, it's a serious <laughs> thing. Why are people on that board and they're not showing up and they're not doing anything?
2: And to a certain extent, I think the NRA went through a period where, where the NRA did benefit from having like a Tom Selleck a Charlton Heston, a Carl Malone. Some of these people, You know, maybe um, Dean Kane is one of the guys, Like maybe that somehow expands the, the influence of the NRA in a different era. Mm-hmm. In 2019, those those posts, if those people aren't act- actively engaged, if they aren't actually invested in the Second Amendment, if they aren't actively participating, they're just taking up a slot from somebody who could be. They're, they're, we are in a different position than we were in the 80s and the 90s, and we were just trying to establish that, hey, You know, there's a big group of people out here that are interested in guns. Remember, if you go back to 1989, there were like two million people with carry permits across the entire country. Mm -hmm. Now there's like over 30 million people that can carry legally between constitutional carry and the 15, 17 million carry permits. So we've increased the footprint of gun ownership and the vocalness and the, the obviousness of gun ownership in America 20 fold in the last three decades, right? So we don't need to say, look, Tom Selleck, you see him on TV every night, he's a gun owner too. We don't need that anymore. So mm-hmm. we're past needing that those kinds of guys to help us if they're not actually here to do the work, right? And then you look at um, some of the people that are on the board absolutely as a vanity play, you know, you've got legacy people who like their dad was on the board and their dad was on the board. So they gotta be on the board. It's like, okay. And you've been on the board for 20 years, man, like move on. Like, I get it. It's a big part of your identity. You've done your work. Here's a trophy. Here's a plaque. High five, move on. Mm -hmm. You've got other people who've been rewarded for standing up and doing something. Maybe they did something really awesome. Like, you know, a federal court case they were part of. Okay, cool. And then you got on the board and awesome. But if you're not doing the work now, and you're not that 20 years ago thing, high five! I'll buy you a drink. I'll get you a plaque. We'll do all that stuff. Get is pin. But let's not keep that seat on the board. And especially if the board gets smaller, that becomes even, you know, even that much more important, right? Yeah. So um, there's a whole bunch of reasons to make the board smaller, and then to have the mandatory attendance. The right. next thing we're talking about is a uh, making sure that what we're when we're talking to people that we when we're getting membership engagement. That membership engagement isn't just asking for money, right? So the membership engagement is something that has to change. When you when you think that if you open that email or if you answer that call, 99% chance they're gonna be asking you for money. And honestly, if it's not asking you for money, it's the fear-mongering and the rhetoric like the UN's gonna come in and take our guns any day now. You know, we heard that for eight years under Obama. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was there was never like a big ship off the coast of like you know, Jersey, we're waiting to land the UN troops. Like that was never, <laughs>
3: right?
2: But they're telling me a $200 buck knife just in case, right? Like yeah. buck knife so we can stop the UN. So there's a lot of fear mongering and stuff that's been going on. And that's all I said. I said earlier, like in the, in the month, I said to somebody, um, in one of the media things, don't get me wrong. Akron McQueen did their job really, really, really well. What they perceived as their job. I just don't think their job was in the best interest of American gun owners because their, their job was, Pandering and fearmongering to this small niche of American gun owners to get donations, and they had a good return on investment for a long time, and that's why the system, would, you know, has, has degraded to what it has. Um, term limits—that's another big change for for our five points. A fourth point would be term limits for the board members. Again, it, it, there's other ways you can serve the, the the cause and even serve the NRA other than being on the board. So. And if you want to take a year off and run again, cool. But let's not have more than, you know, three consecutive terms. I think that's probably enough for you to do the good work you need to do. And then the fifth thing is narrowing the NRA's message, right? So narrowing the NRA's message back from identity politics and conservative Americanism and, and even the religious overtones and undertones that come out a lot. Let's just talk about guns. Yeah, how about that? How about We don't talk about immigration. We don't talk about abortion. We don't talk about conservative politics. We don't talk about the Republican Party. We just talk about pro second amendment gun issues. Yeah. And um, we do education and all that. So those yeah. are the five points of reform put forward mm-hmm. by, uh, save the second a non nonprofit organization started by Anthony Garcia and Ron Carter. Um, Andy Lander and Steve Hoback, who were both employees of the NRA previously, uh, and myself uh, were the other board members. And we have a petition right now. People can go to save the two a.org. Uh, they're going to find on a petition form page, a uh, petition. They can download if you're a voting member, for the NRA, we need to have 250 valid signatures um, in our hands by the first week of August, so we can deliver our proposal to uh, put in. And that particular one is the uh, term. The, the what is it? The attendance one, or the term limits one. <laughs> um, my life is uh, confusing. That was the. Uh, I think when I
1: was looking at it, it was attendance, but I could be yeah. wrong on that.
2: So we we believe that term limits and attendance are probably the two easiest ones. So yeah. we've got a couple of different avenues we're taking. So the the attendance one is the is the popular petition one. The other thing we're doing is we are working with a number of board members to get them to support the actions of Save the Second. So you, if you go online, like um, Timothy Knight has already shared, uh, you know our, our webpage, and and you know we take that as a great like you know stamp of of endorsement from him. Uh, Robert Brown also been on the board for a long time. Like you, you get a guy like Robert Brown, he's been on the board forever and he could be one of those guys affected by a term limits change. He could be one of those guys affected by a smaller uh, board, you know, that may, maybe he's going to lose his spot or maybe we're going to, you know, if, if the board says, well, we're going to make the term limit thing effective now. Well, anybody who's been on for a certain amount of time is now off or has to run again, you know, that could really affect him personally. And yet, he shared the Save the second page. Right. So there's there's other board members that have spoken out um, in different ways. You know, we just saw Dwayne Liptak, a lot of traction on the Internet over the last 36 hours with Dwayne Liptak coming out and talking about how he got removed as the chairman of the education and training committee and got knocked off of almost every committee he was on, except for one kind of, you know, less important, I guess, um, the action shooting sports Committee, which you know, it's not the finance committee, it's not the nominating committee, it's not—it's just not a big, powerful, important committee. It's the only one he was left with, right? Um, there's other people who who've written uh, very, very vocally about the fact that they've been kicked off of their boards. Uh, Tiffany Johnson lost her co- committee position. Uh, who else? Uh, well, Timothy Knight again. Talk about him—he mm-hmm. was uh, knocked off of his position. So there's been a lot of people who are feeling the the pushback. You ask Mike, if I've been attacked, like they, they really, what are they going to do to me? Right. They subpoena me. They, they depose me. They, they can make my life more interesting, but they, but they can't really affect what I do. These people that are already on the board, one of the reasons they're afraid to speak out in many cases, is because they lose their committee positions or they lose the clout or the influence that they they perceive they have because they're board members, my position is if you're not using whatever power you perceive you have, then what's the point of being in, on the board in the first place?
1: Right, okay, so let's um, just do a couple of things here. So I know that, um, I saw that at the, uh, moland has the um, that attendance thing up, but people can go directly to it, right? Just go to, yeah. uh, what's the save, website? Save the 2A.org,
2: save the 2A.org. Okay. And then you
1: guys need those filled out. Do they have to be mailed in or can they be yeah. emailed in?
2: No, they to, it has to be like a written, you know, it's real specific. You have to be a voting member, people who are voting members. And if you've ever signed a petition to help someone get on the ballot, um, you know what that process is like. There's certain pieces of information you have to fill out and yeah. then you have to uh, get be ready to, you know, send yeah. that in. And we need to have all of it in. Uh, it's during the second week in August. We need to have all of it collected, organized, and sent in to the NRA headquarters, obviously there's a little bit of, you know, busy work that needs to get shuffled around get all the, all of the, the signed petition forms in one place. Um, We're asking people to get those back to us by August 1st. Okay. Our goal. Yeah. I was just, when you, when you say voting,
0: voting members, that's, that's life members, basically life
2: members or anyone who's held a, uh, a member, an annual membership for five or more years.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it has to be consistent, right? So if you dropped out last year, or whatever, and then you just got back on. <laughs> you, yeah, that's, yeah.
2: So what happens is people say, "Well, 250. That's not that many." Except what tends to happen in these things is you get, you know, if we if we stopped at 251 and then we find out four of the people, you know, whatever they got, they wrote their number, their membership number down wrong, or they aren't voting members, they forgot that their membership had lapsed a couple years ago. It, right. So the whole the whole like initiative gets like torpedoed, just kind of accidentally because of a clerical error. So, we, 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 you know, we're, we're hoping that we get, you know, if we get 10,000 petitions back. Cool. Like, yeah. great. That'll give us that much more of a compelling argument to the board when it comes yeah. time to vote on the resolution. But we need 250 qualified voting member signatures in order to even get to the floor, like to get on the agenda Uh, for the, uh, the uh, September meeting in Alaska.
1: Yeah. So especially if you're a life member, then please do this. So like, I think you Walt, right? You're life member. So if you can, you know, if you can do that, because they do, they do go through and they check everyone. I know I've been through that thing. They don't mess around. They don't mess
2: around. You can contact the NRA and they will tell you whether you are a a voting member or not. And be careful because some people like they do the math and they think, okay, I sign. I'm going to be a voting member for the 2020 election, like because you, your fifth year anniversary hits in March or whatever, or in January. The that doesn't count. Like you have to be a voting member. The, like the day you sign is the day you have to be a voting member in good standing on that day. Yeah,
1: and you have to live. I've got Richard Maunder who's in England. Do you have to be a resident in the United States? Is that also one of the things?
2: Uh, I he's he's asking as he saying because I'm un, I'm unaware of that being yeah. a rule. I don't yeah. think that's the rule,
1: yeah. But I could be wrong. Could be. That, that could, be. could be, yeah.
2: So, is, is is Richard allowed to vote in the elections? Does he get a ballot?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question, uh, Richard. If you heard that, let us know if you have a ballot or if you know that you can't do it if you're outside. He's probably yeah. a member. He's in England, but he's you know he supports the Second Amendment and and does all that stuff. He's usually at NRA. Um, all right, so yeah, so so the the lifetime guys definitely get out there and do it if you've been doing it for five years consistently and all that kind of stuff. Do it. I'm sure, like you said, there'll be some people getting disqualified. So you want to go way over that. And, um, you need these out as soon as possible, right? So that you can get them by August?
2: Yeah, actually, we started receiving them already. So, I mean, the notification just went out like I think the very end of last week. we put it up, and mm-hmm. I was at the uh, the mailbox here recently, and we already had a couple of those petitions in. so it's it's already starting to get the traction. Yesterday was a huge day. We put out I actually put out a picture of uh, some of the ones we got back early. And that created a little bit of a firestorm. So if you if you see that post at, at Save the Second's Facebook page or at any of my Facebook anywhere, uh, the NRA Members for Accountability is another place you can see that post. It's got the links in it. It sort of tells the story about why we think this is an important thing to do. And uh, you may see that all over the Internet. Hopefully, uh, again, we'd like to love to see another big boost after tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll. Tr- I'll try to get that into the regular rotation here or something and do some sharing. I'll ask everyone out there to do it as oh. well so we can definitely go over it. So I know we've got a limited time with you. Um, what's, what exactly happened here with the depositions? Because I heard that was kind of like a, a some, maybe some kind of a strategy or a ploy to keep you guys in lockdown. Can you just go back and explain that? Uh, you know, let's
2: say, let me say this. Like, if... Everything was above board, no sneaky agendas, no, you know, politics. Ostensibly, the NRA believed that I had direct firsthand knowledge of documents being leaked, presumably by Akron McQueen, in a breach of contract with them. The NRA is involved in a lawsuit over what they perceive as that breach of contract with Akron McQueen. So they subpoenaed me and a few other people to... Uh, be deposed to tell what we knew about those leaked documents. So, you know, it's like theory number one, Rob was handed the documents or emailed the documents directly by someone who was authorized to have them, but not authorized to put them out in the public, right? That would be Mm -hmm. the leak. Theory number two, I guess, is that Rob parachutes onto the roof of some building Sneaks through the ventilation shafts to steal <laughs> said documents and then releases them into the public. Okay. <laughs> and then, like theory three, which is a little bit less likely than theory two, is that by subpoenaing Rob and putting him into this deposition situation, you will silence Rob from saying anything bad about the NRA. You know, so that
1: that's exactly how you get you act really even more mad. <laughs> so, well, not
2: mad. I mean, it's just okay. like you now have a, now you have like. Washington Post asking me why I was you have you like you have put my name into the public record yeah, as like yeah. some person who's relevant to this conversation and that's why it's when I get people like well why do you why are you even worried about it well apparently like I have reason to be worried about it and I've worried about it like I've got somebody else worried about me worrying about it so I guess I'll stay worried about it yeah. um the so the issue with the deposition is first of all that's a little bit like intimidating I'll say like when you get you we already know like this lawyer is getting paid you know, a million dollars a month or whatever, the law firm down in Texas. This guy's got quite a reputation of being a very kind of cutthroat lawyer, like gets the job done for his people. He's under an ethics investigation in Texas. He's not allowed to practice on behalf of the NRA in Virginia. And yet, so I get this other law firm subpoenas me and then it's kind of like, OK, whoa, time out. Now this is this is now taking jump forward. It's not some it's not somebody calling me and saying, hey, Rob, we really appreciate it if you knock it off or so, even like you asked about Mike, one of my sponsors saying, hey, we got a call from the NRA and they said we you know, might want to rethink giving you a platform. It's it, this is now like my name's in a court document. So let's really think about this. And when all was said and done, I didn't have anything to hide. Like I wasn't, I didn't parachute onto a building. I wasn't handed any documents by someone who shouldn't have handed them to me because of their contract. I wasn't in any legal jeopardy unless I didn't, you know, uh, you know, follow the rules of of being subpoenaed and being deposed, or if I lie under oath. But I didn't have anything to lie about, and I did have like information. When I I called these guys up, I ended up talking to the lawyers. First of all, I wasn't served properly, so I probably didn't even have to show up. Of course, they could have just corrected that, served me properly, and I would have had to show up a month later or whatever, right? So I'm not one to play legal games or hide behind some technicality. So I called these guys up and I said, look, if all you want is to know whether or not I was involved in a leak, I will provide you – because this was what's called a – a Ducas Tecum, a subpoena Ducus Tecum for produce the documents. So I had to give them all the private communications records related to all this stuff and everything else and be prepared to answer all kinds of questions related to it in the deposition. I said, look, I'll give you like three pieces of paper and a sworn statement that will describe and explain how I came into the knowledge that these documents were already out in the public, where I found them, who told me about them, who I asked about them, and then I went ahead and disseminated them. And I'll give you that sworn statement. And we can avoid all this deposition craziness. They thought about it for a couple of days, said so talked to the team, came back and said, No, we want to depose you. Okay, cool. So instead they flew a lawyer and his assistant from Texas. They flew a lawyer out from Virginia. They brought in a videography team and they brought a court reporter in from five hours away, rented the town hall in Silverton, Colorado, because they insisted on doing it on this one day. And, you know, they said, we'll come to you. Okay, well, I'm going to be in Silverton, Colorado that day. So come on out. And the Ackerman McQueen lawyers, actually they objected to the whole thing. They thought the whole thing was abusive process is the term they used, but they didn't even show up. They just did a video audio simulcast for the deposition. And then we did five hours of deposition to once again establish that I wasn't handed the documents by anybody. I didn't steal the documents but now you have video of me saying it, and I have video of the lawyers asking me the questions, and you can see some of that video also at my YouTube channel, because uh, the Ackerman McQueen lawyers made it very clear there was no protective order against me disseminating the videos I made of the deposition, and I thought it was important just to establish you know, that I, I was there voluntarily, that I wasn't properly served, and both sets of lawyers agreed, Like, kind of like, not, no one said thank you, but they kind of made the point of, okay, you're here voluntarily, cool, and then the second one was, how did I come into contact with the documents, which wasn't any violation of law, nor did it directly represent any violation of anyone's contract, whether it was on the NRA side or the Akron McQueen side, those documents were already out in the public when I found them. So um, the deposition was, but you know, you going into that, you hear all these horror stories. Like they're going to ask you about your ex college girlfriend and they're going to ask you who you were in a hotel room with three months ago. And, you know, <laughs> and I'll say they, that none of that happened. They oh, were like good. professional they were cordial. They were polite. Like the day went smoothly and it, there was none of the kind of yeah. shenanigans. You know, are you still beating your wife? Kind of like those kind of set up questions. None of right. that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but, but it was, it seems like it was a colossal waste of money and time on their part.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, this is, like you said, this is one of the tactics that they're using to try to silence people out there. Okay, so listen, with all of this, because I know it's kind of tough, right? Uh, we've got limited time. Maybe we'll get you to come back again and, and get in, deep dive yeah, into I this. Yeah, I
2: actually have to jump on another deal tonight and then yeah. tomorrow I fly out to Vegas to teach some classes this weekend. Right. So, uh, but we can do this again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So here's the, the big thing I want to get out of you. I don't know if people have questions out there that they want to get you to answer right now but what do you think we really need to do from from here? I I know you laid out the five points, but but the the, the folks out there want to know. So other than this, which I did put up a link uh, for this petition here, and I put it in the description of this video, other than this, what can people do? Can, uh, you know, like people asking, can they defund the NRA? What do you think about all
2: that? Right away, don't send another dollar. And, And for the people that are worried about getting to the point where they can vote, your five years of membership dues and them counting you as a member for the status quo of the old guard people, it's more valuable to them than it is powerful for all of us for you to have that vote. So don't give them another dime, put that money into Second Amendment Foundation, put that money into your local state organization, put the money somewhere else. Right now there's a donor, he now has $150 million, his name's David Diaquella. and he's got, um, if you go to uh, Retire LaPierre, um, say the, the NRA, save the NRA movement, um, you can find the links again online for yeah, that. We were
1: talking you, about him. He's he's like representing a group of people yeah, that have that money.
2: Three million dollars. Now, the thing yeah. is, it's not one hundred and fifty million dollars that was going to come in this year. A lot of that is estate planning money where people mm-hmm. have said they're going to change their wills and things like that. People don't realize a lot of money gets left to the NRA and people's wills. Well, a lot of that's going to get taken back, so that's cool. But what I want is, I want to know why Larry Potterfield is still giving millions of dollars a year yeah. to Midway, Midway USA. Why aren't people challenging Midway USA? Why aren't people challenging Smith and Wesson? Why aren't people challenging Beretta USA for donating all this money into the NRA? Um, Denny Reese of Springfield Armory he said that he was on. He was still, you know, trying to figure out what's real and what's not, and what the facts are. They're still supporting the NRA, but at least his statement was, but I'm looking at it skeptically, which I appreciated, mm-hmm. whereas there's a lot of other people who are just sort of blindly saying, nope, we're going to keep doing what we do. So I think individually defunding, putting some pressure on these companies. Somebody hit me up the other day. They said, hey, wait a minute, Rob. Now you're affecting the guy that works at Smith & Wesson or whatever. I said, if we're worried about the guy that works at Smith & Wesson like losing his job because that Smith and Wesson gets in trouble with the NRA, then guess what? Smith and Wesson can't afford to be given millions of dollars to the NRA every year, right? Mm-hmm. If that guy's That's, job's on the line so close because it's it's a slump time in the industry, I just don't buy it, you know. Yeah. So his job you, his
1: job is going to be on the line if 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 we're upset about it, and uh, we're obviously giving money to these
2: manufacturers, his job's going to be on the line if they don't listen to us. And you got to reach out to the so. board of director members. You got to reach out to these directors and let them know that we don't care how sophisticated and awesome they think they are being behind the scenes with the 4D chess. We need to know that they are vocally on the side of improving and fixing the NRA. If they're going to tell us, like, we can't tell you what we're doing, but we're doing it. I'll even accept that. But you got to understand that right now being silent to protect some committee position, like your committee isn't nearly as important as your vocal voice rallying the mass of American gun owners to help fix the NRA. Because like you said, I, need's a strong word, right? If the NRA goes away, it's gonna be okay. I don't want the NRA to go away. We're much better off with the NRA, but let's not play the need game, because we play the need game, then it becomes, so we can't afford to defund them, or we can't afford to challenge them, or we can't afford to disrupt their operations before a big election in 2020. Yeah. So need's not the right word, but I want a strong NRA, and that's why we're doing <laughs> this work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what can we do to get all of that going? How can we convince uh, these companies out there? You know, I think that's a really good idea. How can we how can we make that I happen? I would
2: I mean, it's the normal stuff. Hit their social media, hit their social media hard, tag them in the social media, tag them in the information that's coming out at AmmoLand. tag them in the information that's coming out at Save the Second. Same thing with the directors. One of the other things, Ron Carter, one of our guys on the board, he's doing a 76 day leading up to the meeting in in alaska in september i think day today was day 14 or 15. he's doing one board member a month where he's posting their profile he's posting their email he's posting their facebook so you can directly reach out to a board of directors member and you know what they they, there's all kinds of things out there about official communications timothy knight did a great job of telling people through an article at AMOLAND how to reach officially reach your board of directors member. But I promise you, if you're showing up in the comments, if you're he's saying, look, the NRA is doing great work and you show up in the comments and you say, yeah, but what about making the board smaller? Link back. What about these allegations in Washington Post? Link back. What about this? What about that? You're getting their attention and you're changing their behavior. We all know how powerful social media is. We have the yeet cannon because of social media. Come on. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we can get the freaking
2: (laughs) yeet cannon thing going. (laughs) director member like ye can in the directors ye can in the big donors don't mm-hmm. don't you just worry about having fun with a funny name from high point like let's put that kind of energy into getting the attention of these directors and many 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 of them have valid emails and are on social media reach out to them
1: yeah uh, are you gonna get any campaigns kicked off here sometimes someone's got to step up and uh and get it going thinking so about doing any of that
2: we sent out a, a survey to all the board uh, members. So we sent out a survey to ask 10 very simple questions to all the board members to save the second. We're going to be putting out the results and we're going to be given we're going to be given directors a grade just like the NRA gives grades to politicians. We're going to give the directors grades based on what we believe is the voice and the interest of the American gun owner, the, the current member, the former member, the potential member of the NRA. You know, if, if you attend a meeting, you know, we'll go back over like the last 10 years. Every meeting you attended, you get 5 points. If you sent back our survey, even if we didn't agree with the answers, if you were at least participating, we'll give you 10 points. But if you think Wayne LaPierre is the best thing that ever happened to the NRA and needs to stay there as a leader, you're probably losing some points from Save the Second and that's going to affect your rating. So we're going to help guide people through, you know, where they need to be. So so right now it's just pay attention to what's going on at Save the Second, you know, the normal stuff like and follow our social media. Um, get in there and, and get that petition done if you're a voting member. If you're not a voting member, at least share it so other voting members see it. And like I said, I mean, even if you just put out that video of of John Cushman talking about how members don't need to know things, I think that's going to get people fired up. So share the information that's out there. And don't please, 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 please don't fall for the crazy talk of that's just Bloomberg propaganda. Too many people are spreading that. And it's just that's the lie. The lie is that this is all propaganda. Is it true that the trace is anti-gun and it's funded by Bloomberg and the president is the president of every town and all that? Yep, it's true. What's sad is the best reporting that's being done on this information is coming from pro-gun control and anti-gun sources. Why isn't isn't Guns and Ammo magazine talking about the problems inside our own committee, right, Mm or inside of our own community, right? Why isn't Recoil magazine talking about the problems inside of our own community? Uh, I think this is an important question. Ammo Land's been doing a great job. You're talking about it. There's a lot of other people in social media who are talking about it. But we need better journalism inside of the gun yeah. community. Well, too. some we,
1: people don't want So here's a weird thing. Um, this is a weird thing that happens. Right. There's there's people that don't want to talk about politics. There's gun guys that don't want to talk about politics. I'm not sure how you separate that. Right. This is politics. I think that's OK. I'm,
2: I'm all okay. for that. But don't tell mm-hmm. me that Guns.com shouldn't have a political journalist, a column. Don't tell me that recall magazine can't comment on the ongoings. You know, breach bang Clear has done some of that with mm-hmm. Dwayne um, There's There are you guys, like I said, social media is doing a better job of it, but the what we think of as the media of the gun industry is, is not doing a good job at this. That's why the Washington Post and the Trace are the people with the most accurate information, and I get it. They're not pro-gun, but they're putting out facts. Don't fall for the, it's a Bloomberg agenda line because it's just not true.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, I don't know how much time you have left. Uh, do you...
2: I'm, I'm a minute past.
1: Okay, you're a minute past.
2: Okay, so any last words you want to uh, you, no, know, man, I you want to leave us with? Helping us spread the message. I do wish we could talk about this for hours. Um, but but honestly, like SaveTheSecond.org or SaveThe2A.org and SaveTheSecond on social media, that's where I'm putting a lot of my energy. There's a lot of good people involved there. There's directors that are helping us kind of craft some of our message and work with us. So, you know, it, it's really – it's it's not just about what Rob's doing. I know like Ron Carter was going to try to get with us tonight, but he had to work. Um, pay attention. There's a lot of people fighting this fight, and and I may have a, a loud platform and a, a lot of free time, I guess, to talk about it. But there's a lot of people doing good work, and we just want more people spreading that message and uh, the STS organization is probably the best place to keep an eye on right now.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks a lot, Rob. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Keep fighting the good fight. Uh, I, I would ask people to go out there and follow <laughs> Rob, follow some of the organizations that he talked about here and the people and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of information coming out of him. You could either rewind or follow him and then get all of that info from him. He's probably got it up on his social media stuff. And we'll yep. definitely we'll definitely cover this again. We do need to go out there and ask uh, companies and, and other organizations that are out here to get involved in the fight, you know, in, in a way that's not like, you know, super abusive or anything yeah, like that. We need yeah, to be don't, respectful. There's
2: no, there's no call for, I mean, like I said, when, when that director got up and started using foul language on the mic, we all kind of looked at each other like, wow, okay, yeah. that's how it's going to go. But yeah. um, you know, be respectful. Be polite. Um, remember, the, the directors, a lot of them are, you know, a lot of them are older people. Like they come from a, a different time and space. Maybe they aren't used to even getting emails or social media comments. I get it. Like be polite, but be firm, be assertive. Like like don't fall for the the easy answers. Like, no, we got this or this is yeah. just anti rhetoric. It's just not true. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. You were talking about all the information coming out fast. I was sharing the petition stuff earlier this week and Facebook shut me off. I wasn't allowed to put links in or use the share function and it gave they sent me a note like I was abusing the feature by using it too fast. Uh, I put out, I'm like, look, man, I think fast. I share fast. I need you to unblock me fast so I can get this done.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, I, I know you don't have that much time. I know right now Trump has a social media summit that's going on, but it's very obvious that uh, YouTube, Facebook, all these social big social media guys are coming down on us. If we talk about things we talked the other day about what's going on in California with a, a, a member of the GOA, California, they shut that thing down. So. Um, you know, but if we stick together on this thing and we keep moving forward, then I think ultimately we're going to win this because, you know, it all, it all of this comes from us. We're the generator of everything that's happening here. So if people don't yep. listen, they're going to suffer for that. That includes the NRA, the companies, etc.
2: Yeah, man, I'll be out in California speaking uh, at the San Diego County Gun Owners meeting on the 16th uh, out at the, the Glock store. So, yeah, California, I, mean, I try to get out there wherever I can. Appreciate you guys having me on. I know you're going to carry the discussion on and I'll yes. try to catch on the, the questions in the comments. Awesome. tonight or tomorrow.
1: Thanks, Rob. We'll, we'll have you yeah. on again. Thank you a lot, man. We appreciate it. All right. Peace. All right. There you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Pincus, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. A lot of info uh, came in here. Well, Walter, go are you guess- good? Are you good? Do you need some uh, sugar? <laughs> yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get up for a second. Actually, I need to move around. Oh, you gotta
3: walk. <laughs> hey, well, look, I, I need to protest.
1: What, what's up? <laughs> what are you protesting? I'm,
3: I'm taking it back to the beginning of the show. We was talking about jazz hands, right? Okay. Uh huh. came on the show. He didn't do jazz hands. I'm doing one jazz hand every now until he comes back on and do As jazz hands. That's a protest.
1: Wait a, a second. Protest? Are you saying he didn't do jazz hands? I don't remember that. I, I you can,
3: well, remember. He didn't do uh, jazz hands. Y'all went that, straight to conversation.
1: Oh, okay. So then I didn't ask him to do jazz hands. Maybe if I did, he would have done it. So.
3: Well, I'm doing jazz pinky then. That's all I'm uh, uh, doing. Okay. <laughs> you just,
1: you just want to protest something. Listen. Protest. Uh, yeah. Listen. First of all, that night. I that, like that. From now on, it's pink, jazz pinky. Uh, Oh that's boy. It. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, so that night we already had a lot of issues, man. There was something up with his uh, with his Skype or whatever. Was he going had 100 on. windows
0: open on his computer. That's what
1: the Yeah, was. yeah. So, um, I it, think was what a, it, was it was it was already was tough. A
3: lot of people came in to watch the show. I think that was a lot of it also.
1: Really? You think so? Okay. Yeah. Um on my end there wasn't there wasn't any issues. I think first of all, he had about 100 windows open on his computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so that was part of it and then i think he because i asked him after if he um updated his skype he's like oh no i haven't updated skype in a while so that's probably another thing right there another yeah, yeah this is you know he was probably editing while he was talking you know he's young people yeah. nowadays you know multitasking
3: multitaskers yep. yeah doing a whole <laughs>
1: bunch of different things but we're going to try to get him to come back on and it you know i will i will get him to do jazz hands so. hashtag jazz pinky L-J. There we go. That's okay, it. Okay, Walter. Yeah. yeah, so you're trying to get up on this. So, huh, Walter, <laughs> I can tell you right now that's not going to look any uh, more macho. It's going to look not less done, macho.
3: If I anything, think it's fact, I'm going to make a shirt, Jazz Pinky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Walter, center your camera a little bit more. You're in the middle here. You're in the middle. We're, we're making a chocolate. You are the vanilla in our chocolate sandwich. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm the filling, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, you're
1: the filling. Yeah, it's a or, this is a real Oreo cookie right now. Okay, so get the, that, get the super white stuff then, right here. <laughs> oh boy, I gotta put on my shades. Let me put my shades on. Um, yeah, so. So yeah, we've got a bunch of people that are um, coming in here right now. Let me see if I can get to some of the comments as we're going on. Thanks to Rob Pincus. you guys should follow him. Follow up on that if you're looking for. The I didn't name.
0: know that. I didn't know that his, that story was
1: so deep. It was. It was. We just haven't had a chance to talk about it since the NRA, because we, you know, wow. he's been getting up to a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. He he didn't even really dig into everything uh, based on the. The amount of time that we had here, but I think he gave us a lot of good things that we need to think about. Yeah. So, and I did put a link to that petition um, in the description of the video. I also put it here in the chat. I'm um, just gonna ask people to go out there and and uh, help us uh, share that up. You know, it's it's you know all the folks who are on here right now. I think we've got like uh, you know, what is it like 140 something people here on the show right now so help us share that link out so let me see if I could put it in here I could put it in the comments again I think boom there you go but it's in the description so if if everyone out there just shared it you you're all you all have some kind of social media or you got email so just get it out there we'll be able to find what did he say 250 signatures oh, yeah
0: is I, I i i gotta download the application and do it yeah. myself walter you're one right there so yeah i'm one right there yeah
1: yeah let's try to get the life member guys or the people who've been solidly doing it for five years because if you miss any if you miss a beat with those guys man they, they'll disqualify you so um let me see i don't know if there's any comments i noticed there was a bunch of people in here i don't know if Maj is still here shout out to him uh, if there's, or if anyone has any questions, uh, James Miller says, uh, Coleon also said he was on Wi-Fi. He really should have been hardwired with a network cable. Uh, yeah, I agree with that,
0: you know, um, but yeah, we got, I'm, hard- huh? I'm hardwired with a network cable right now and I still get this damn delay on my, on my camera. So I got, yeah. That. Did
1: you minimize your Skype, your Skype window when you, yeah, it's small. Yeah. Yeah. You made it small or you hit it? it just well,
0: you know, I, I always see this. I'm in the small window. You guys, you two guys are in the big yeah. window. So in the in the wind.
1: so on your thing, if you open up your Skype thing in the middle, there's like a yellow circle. If you press that, it minimizes it, puts it away. So try that. That might help. I don't know. Mm. Um, and then also, if you have a whole bunch of um, windows open and stuff like that, you know. I do not. I close those before I start. Oh. Okay. All right. There you go. So let's see. I don't know if there's any. Listen, this is the reason why I took a lot of time out and I got the snippets of that Coleone conversation out there. So uh, Harry's Holsters wants to know what's the chances of getting Noir and Pincus on at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. How many ways can I say <laughs> impossibilities? <laughs> I, well, you know, everything's possible. Everything's possible. So we can make it happen. John Dieter wants to know if we can get Pincus and Mac on at the same time. Uh, we probably have a better chance of that. <laughs> so we didn't have Mac last night. I think Mac is off fishing somewhere right now. Uh,
0: I saw there's something going yeah. on with the propaganda people, uh, Brownells.
1: Yeah, I think he's hanging out. Yeah, he's hanging out with the Brownells guys and Iraq yeah. veteran and stuff like that. They're somewhere here yeah. in uh, Florida right now fishing. Yeah. So, uh, But we'll, maybe we'll get him next week. We'll get him back on here. Let me see. I'm trying to see what other... Um, Applebyte says Rob and Tim on the same stream will burn, burn Hank's internet. Well, I definitely won't get a word in, I'll tell you that much.
0: You don't hardly get a word in with Pinkus. Oh, my <laughs> God. That boy you think better... I'm bad. <laughs> no, you're not bad at all, man. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, Ooh, Rob's hyper. like
1: after... yeah, Rob's hyper. That's how he stays skinny. I wish that worked for me, but some people have that, you know, where they can, they can oh. talk real fast and it helps them stay skinny. This isn't really... <sighs> It doesn't okay. really work for me it doesn't <laughs> so let's see um okay is um is Maj still in here somewhere maybe i saw Maj was here earlier i don't know if he's still out there but shout out to everyone else who's here um clover tack was complaining because he's not a gun guy he's a gun leprechaun apparently so just okay. let's put that correction out there okay yeah uh <laughs> I'm Ooh. trying to see who else. I'm trying to scroll back through this and see who else has uh, there was some fights going on in the background, but I really wasn't paying a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see what's going on out there. Okay, so you know what? Um, what do you guys think about this conversation? Anything you have some stuff to add to this, Walter?
0: Yeah, well I think I agree with what he said about what needs to happen. The board's way too big. Um, the board is way too uh, disconnected um, and that what that means is old um, mm-hmm. old people mm-hmm. um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a social organization more than a you know something that's working because it's I, I it's it's a it's a also well, only use the term good old boys club because there's females there too but it's the same same kind of thing you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um so yeah, that's gotta change before and 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 get get back to basics, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not all this and why do you gotta have all these committees? What do these committees do? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. well it's kind of like a sewing circle. I think that's what I was looking for when I was trying to it, it reminds like me a, of like the local sewing circles and you know, this person has to be the head of the committee so that right, they can right, put right. that on a resume somewhere.
0: Right, yeah. Well yeah, you're a board member on this board, like these Corporate type people do, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're on the Clinton Foundation, you know, you're on this, you're on that, mm-hmm. da, da, da. yeah, you're on the take here, you're on the take there, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's um, become a mess. They just need to be out there uh, fighting for the Second Amendment um, everywhere in the country, in every state. You know, they need to keep right. up on top of the politicians because, listen, we need to do it too. I'm not trying to excuse us from that whole thing, but but we also. Um, need them out there keeping up with these guys all the time because that's how we got what we got here in Florida, right?
0: Yeah, well, they, yeah, they gave you these got, guys yeah. the opening. You know, but they didn't, they didn't oppose it. The yeah. NRA didn't oppose it, so yeah, and that, that's that's like a, a go forward kind of thing when the NRA doesn't isn't opposing your uh, your stuff.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. DCG forty four says NRA board is a private social club.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind uh, of what it is. Dan it's like,
1: hates you. Says the same. Uh, It's a nepotism country club.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? I, I, Richard Childress owns a NASCAR team. Okay, why is he on the board of NRA? Mm-hmm. Just because he's Richard Childress, I guess, right? You know, I mean, some people. Uh, yeah, I, listen, it's it's
1: um it's probably I mean, a vanity I, I, thing for some people. I don't think it was for um. You know, I don't think that it was for Pete Brownells. I mean, that's why he probably came off of it. And I'm putting
3: well, I'm putting my own
1: was, words to that. But I think
0: that he realized this wasn't. He knew you know. what was happening and he wanted to get his name, his face and name out of that. Yeah. If, if he was smart, that's yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that, Pete, but, but, what are you doing? You're not doing anything, Pete. You know, brown. Well, that's why
1: I'm saying to you, but there are there are people, there are very wealthy people, famous people, people that run oh, big yeah. companies that do care about the Second Amendment, and they might want to get into these things so they, they can have an effect, and then when they get in there and they yeah, see that this so, is just a big game, it's like, what's it's the so point watered, of that? It,
0: you're, you're so, it's so watered down, you can't do anything.
3: Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, do all the board members get paid or do some of them only get paid and what's the criteria to get paid if it's only some of them
1: okay um, that's a good question I've never been on the board. I did, if we've got yeah. someone here that knows better than me, um, what they get paid and all that kind of stuff, I know they do get uh, reimbursements and all kinds of different things. Maybe we'll get um, Timothy Knight to come on and talk about that. We've had mm-hmm. we've had some people on talking about it before. Uh, James Miller, he gave us twenty bucks. He says, Hank, just wanted to say how much I appreciate your one hundred percent no compromise stance on the two A, and I know the other Stranger Holics agree. Thank you, thank you, uh, James Miller. I appreciate that. I'm sure these guys appreciate that as well. Um, From
3: from being in various rooms with um, conversation going on. I'm under the impression that the board members are so big or the board is so big with um, certain people in power. They know certain people won't come to meetings and when they are supposed to come, they will tell people, hey, don't come to this meeting. So we're working their favor, and then everything is always at a standstill. But mm-hmm. the money's still coming in. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what it all comes down to is the money. So, but yeah. once again, like you said, we're not there in the meeting, so we we can only speculate.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think it's a, a lot of different things going on. Look, I get why some people are on there, you know, for the high visibility of it or whatever. But yeah, what's the point of all that? You know, if that person's not really paying attention, if they're not looking at where's the where's the money going, if they don't have any actual effect, if they don't take the time to look into what's going on, if really at the end of the day, Wayne LaPierre has it all under control, or between him and certain cronies, they've got it locked down, then what, what's the point, right? There is no point. So, um, you know, that's the whole thing. So we'll see what we can do there. Um, at the same time, we can completely defund it. And we can help to fund other things that are doing that, you know, the other companies, organizations, excuse me, that are out there doing something about this. We can shift our money over to them, you know. I think that's the way to go. So um, let me see what other. Walter, yeah, you look like you're seeing some stuff. You're seeing
0: something Something's tickling your funny bone over there, Walter? John, John Dieter, they get no nude pic of the cat lady, laugh out loud. Oh, oh, my god. Uh, All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not... Don't put that image in my mind. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't need that. Okay, let's see. Um, You know, I think that was good. I'll, tr- I'll try to get... We'll try to get Pincus to come back on. He's not... Um, you know, he's re- he's really busy running around doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I know sometimes, um, you know, Pincus comes under fire for things or whatever. But... You know, he, he's really one of the guys that's out there trying to do something. And there's lots of guys. So I don't want to get into that whole thing and then not give credit. I think everyone that's out there doing this in some way is playing a part. So, you know, even if you're just a person who's behind – like, no one sees you. You know, you're just behind a firewall somewhere out there in America – and you are sharing things or talking to people when you go to the range or wherever you go. Yeah. When you go have coffee in the morning, you're doing something for, for this. So.
0: Cole, one thing I noticed and one thing I liked when you were talking to Colin, mm-hmm.
3: um,
0: he brought up the whole thing about everybody's got a different part to play in things. Mm-hmm. You know, Like you're talking, some people are active financially. Some people are active politically. Some people are active just talking to friends and letting them know what's going on. Some mm-hmm. people are uh, – whatever your part is um, – it, it, who don't judge somebody because they don't, you know, every, not everybody that has twenty dollars to throw at this or thirty dollars to throw at this or a hundred dollars to throw at this. So if they don't do that, that's fine. You know, that's mm-hmm. their world. You know, um, but they're out there shooting guns, buying guns, talking to people. Or you mentioned about making videos. I personally, when I go out and make videos, I like to have fun. Okay, and people like to see the fun stuff. I'm not going to get out there and talk for an hour in a video. You should go and contract your congressman and blah, 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 blah like this because five minutes into that, people are gonna go click mm-hmm. <laughs> and for most people, and they're gone. Yeah, they want to see they want to see some guns getting shot. I know from my own stuff, standing there, t- showing a new new a new a new, uh, a new Cz that day, spinning around. I got all kinds of views on that. Yeah, you know, it's like just it's just well, so everybody's got their part to do. Yeah. you know, and yeah. it's not always. It's, everybody's part is not out there beating the political drum or, or, or you know, uh, standing up at the board meeting and, and you know, and, and doing all that stuff. Because everybody's not about that. so.
1: Right. You know. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of different comments coming in on it. Uh, 187, who's been very active in the conversation today, to say the least, if you've been looking at it here. I give him, I'll shout this comment out. He says, start promoting Real Pro 2A and drop the NRA. Um, so here's the thing. That's, that's what we're talking about. And... Uh, um, I'm not afraid of if the NRA goes away or burns up or doesn't exist anymore. I'm not afraid of that. I think that's what Pincus was saying. You know, if you live in fear of that, you'll let, if you live in fear of that for, for anything, you'll let those people do whatever they want to to you right. because they know ultimately they have to exist. That's just like in a relationship. If you're in a relationship with someone and they know that you don't want them out of your life and you'll do anything to keep them in your life, they'll do whatever they want to to you. So right. I, you know, I can definitely agree with that. I think I don't know, but I'm not going to speak for Walter or my care. But if the NRA ceases to exist, it doesn't that doesn't bother me.
3: Well, yeah, I'm a likely. firm believer. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Regardless, we still need the NRA for political reasons of what's going on now, the climate and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, correction is needed. But in order for our rights to stay intact. I believe the NRA's roots and fingerprints are there in Capitol Hill where they need to be.
1: Yeah, but I think yeah. what I would say to that is we can replace them very quickly. This is a different world that we live in than from uh, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, 30 years ago. We can replace them very quickly. If we say it's the GOA, then that's what's going to happen. You can already see that, that there's people in Congress, right? Did you guys see that video where they were talking about the GOA and they're worried about the GO We can very quickly replace that and we shouldn't fall into something where we act like any organization or any person is a must have and we should forgive them of True. anything
0: it's uh, too big to fail. That, yeah, that, that too big to yeah. fail
1: attitude. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Which got what got us into a lot of trouble financially in this country, this too big to fail crap. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: So if you know, I'm not saying that I'm hundred percent giving up on it. We are trying to help them, but if they don't want to be helped, then the only thing you could do is just burn it down. Let it burn down or let it burn, you know, whatever. If it go, if it ceases to go away, it's not going to affect me because I exist and you exist and lots of people exist out there. And we can do things about this. We can make our feelings. As Rob was saying, right, if you guys can get um, high point to call this thing the yeet cannon,
0: come on, you could do anything. So <laughs> uh, well,
3: well,
0: uh, but but that's a that's a that's a good point there. How many people that are all into that whole yeet cannon thing and all that naming of guns and all that are doing anything – are aware of what's going on with the NRA? Um, I think or, – Or active in, in, in the other part, you know, in, in that whole thing. I mean mm-hmm. – uh, Well, I think if you're a gun guy and you're on social media,
1: you're aware of what's going on today. I think that are there people who are not aware? Yes, there's people who are not, not on yet. social media. They're not looking at the news. They close out all this stuff. They live their life that, you know uh, with very like uh, you know with blinders on or whatever, and that's fine. That, you know I believe people can choose to live life however they want to. But I think that the people like us who are on social media, we everyone has some kind of social media. I know people say they don't. Okay, maybe that's why they don't have any clue of what's going on. But the folks who do have some kind of contact to the world, they're aware of these things that are happening. And, um, you know, we we just have to think about, you know, we have to keep trying to put the message out there is, is what I'm trying to say to you. I, th- I think sometimes yeah. you talk the first time, people might hear it, but it really doesn't sink in, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, or they're, yeah. yeah. Once again, it's... Yeah. They might hear it and they might hear it, but they just don't. They don't want to hear it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that kind of thing sometimes. And I get that way sometimes too. Sometimes I don't want to talk politics all day long
3: because
0: mm-hmm. it just I, I it,
3: make, it can it make, be draining. It
0: can it make, be draining. Make, make make your head explode. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're human beings. And that's once again that's
0: <laughs> that's the thing of choosing your battles and how you how you mm-hmm. want to what what part do you want to take it at. You know, yeah. Some people have uh, a diff- different, uh, different parts to play in the whole thing. Um, right. You
1: know? Yeah. And you know what? That brings up the thing about uh, Colin Noir that he was saying. I-, I wanted to get into it, but obviously I knew he had limited time. You know, um, we do. I think we still, ha- you know, we still need someone like Colin Noir out there. I hope he stays independent. Obviously, that's not up to me. That's up to him. Um, you know, but I hope he does stay independent. Hopefully he will get the... He will see or feel that there's enough support out there from, from from the gun folks to stay independent, and be
0: able to do his yeah. own thing. Because I think well, he's more powerful like that. He'll find his place. Yeah, you know, I mean, like he's got a huge following on all the different social medias, so um, you know I'm sure he'll take advantage of that and, and move along. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope so.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. You know. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes, listen, sometimes you got to remind people, right? You have to, like, reach out and say to people, hey, listen, you know, because if you if if we can all talk about something until we are the ones that have to go through it, then when you're the one that has to go through it, you have to think about that. Then you then you start to find out and not everyone can can make those uh, tough decisions. I know I get in trouble all the time because I make decisions like that. Right. There's something wrong with me that I'll just go, you know what, screw that. I don't care what happens. I'm going to do this, right? Whatever the cost, I'll much. pay it, you know. <laughs> so um, that's not necessarily always a good thing for me. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, that's, that's
0: spontaneity. I mean, that yeah. sometimes. Uh,
1: risk, my, my, uh, my level, my tolerance for risk is very high. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, the it way,
0: was... <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. But you're but your, the reality of the results sometimes don't sink yeah. until it's too late. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not really
1: sure why that is. I think some of it maybe is biological. But I, you remember, like I'm, a, I, am i have been traveling since I was a little kid. So, um, at like five years old, I left the country where I was born and I went to a completely different country. And then at eight years old, I left that place and went to a to a completely different country from that one. You know, and then at 11 I came here to America and went through all those kinds of things and I think that I don't think it's the only thing but I think when you when you uh, when you kind of grow up like that you're the kind of person that could just drop things and do all of this kind of stuff. But that's not necessarily the best thing in the world, right? When you when you think long term, that creates some issues and what people need what we what people need to know is that they do have some kind of support because I think in his situation that's what he's worried about. You know he cool. when he was out there representing for everyone, everyone was happy with him he was he was still getting attacked from uh, from media, right, and he was getting beat up every day, so now he's still getting those attacks, and then he's getting beat up from folks on our side, and that makes him think, "Oh wow, you know this is look yeah. look at what is going on here. you know I've got no friends out there, which is not really true he does He does have friends out there and people who are going to help him out, so yeah, yeah. It'll uh, work out. S- yeah, Someone's screaming for gorn, Walter. Do I, you ag- want to show I it? agree. Okay, all right. Let's see. Let's keep Walter awake here. We don't want to lose him. Oh. Oh. Okay, now we're getting. Now we're getting. That's X-rated. gorn,
0: man. Isn't it that gorn?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I, didn't actually put, I didn't actually
0: put my tongue on it
1: either, by the way. You sure. Whatever. Yes.
0: I didn't inhale. You know, it was I didn't inhale. Uh, uh-huh. yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: okay, Walter. Right. right. And, and, and Clinton didn't fly on Epstein's airplane either, oh, boy. except for like, <laughs> except about 30 times. Yeah. 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 So about 20 different countries. Yeah. But he didn't. He doesn't know anything about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what? Uh,
0: what is this gun that you have, Walter? Why don't you tell us? That's that. Uh, M ten X. The uh the okay. gun that's kind of a mixture of an A K and a SIG and yeah. a little Have bit. Have you of thrown this stuff. some video of this up on your social media? Uh no. I hadn't even sh- I shot it in the bullet trap and it's waiting it's waiting for some official social media to happen. Okay. So All right. We we gotta do a quickie on it when I see you next time. Oh so okay.
1: okay. I think Let's uh a quickie. A quickie, yeah. Not me. We, me and you are not doing the quickie,
0: Walter, but... <laughs> well, that'd be me yeah, and Lola, I mean, bit, okay? Okay, yeah. that's a, oh, 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 oh. our our, typi- our typical quickies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you, you,
1: know, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I have no idea what you're <laughs> talking those a, about. Those, those award-winning no. videos we do. <laughs> homie, homie, don't play that. No, just <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to see you on Saturday. So, yeah, we will get some videos. I'll- we'll do a bunch of videos.
0: I'll bring that uh I'll bring the uh the uh, Oh gun- this is the GunTech three oh
1: eight R ten out there. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll yeah. shoot that too. With the, the arrow, so.
1: precision lower, arrow precision lower. Aero precision okay, yeah. yes, that's uh I forgot what that can is called on in the front of it. There right? uh it's
0: just it's just uh some kind of uh, blast deflector thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Uh we'll shoot. Yeah. So here, I'll show you guys something that I brought in today to show off. Kabam who knows what this is this should be uh, I got too. one that's a takedown yeah. yeah 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 it's a, roof. yeah a Ruger 1022 resides in here this is a takedown that I have Ruger 1022 takedown that I, I I basically got the overmolded the overmolded stock for it so check that out right there oh uh, is that a who ma- Who makes that is
0: that a uh, Hogue oh makes that yeah Hogue uh, oh that's fancy
1: yeah that's so let me see let me get the other part of it out of here yeah
0: hold makes a good rubber thanks strange you ready to do some dual wielding oh okay hold on what you've got one too remember these guys
2: the smith and wessons
1: let me see what's this oh yeah why do those look like they're completely different sizes i don't
0: no they're the same
1: oh they look kind of different all right do you mind can i can i finish showing my takedown is that Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, no. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> so here we go. So here's my takedown right there. Boom. This is a Ruger 1022 takedown, threaded right there. So we can put a suppressor on this with the Hogue stock on it, the thumb Hogue stock. How's Very that nice. feel? Uh, oh, this uh, this feels really good, man. This is really good stuff. And that soft, like that, like that tactile, or what do you call it? That we yeah, it's that, that kind. Of, yeah, it has a, that kind of like soft, rubbery feel on it. You could cheek yeah. it; it's not grabbing any of the uh, beard hairs. And I'm trying to remember the name of this. Um, so, do you see this charging handle here on the side? I can't remember the name. Oh, of it. Oh, yeah, I got so, one of those too. Yeah. Someone's gonna ask me, but I can't. Do you know what the name of it is, Walter? I can't remember. You can charge it, it from oh, the man. side right here. Yeah, I've got that on my um, on my suppressed, uh, yeah, it goes it goes over the top, and then it comes over to this side and connects to the charging handle. So. Yeah, you can grab it from either side. Yeah. yeah so there you go. That's my Gorn for the people. What do you have, Mike? Oh,
3: you ready? Yep. Well, bring it on. All right, here we go. Um, not a gun, but um, I got two things. I got this uh, new holster.
1: Okay, cool. Who does your yeah. holster? Oh, what's the what is this thing on there?
3: The name of the guy who made it is um Mad Bomb.
1: Mad Bomb. And, okay.
3: Yeah, this is this information. I don't know if you can see it all or not.
1: Okay. Is that your official holster maker?
3: Um, no. Or you just we got was, this um, one. From, okay. No, a friend of mine um has showed me a holster, so I reached out to him and was like, "Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do." He asked me what I wanted and told him what I wanted it for, which was competition, and um, this is what I got.
1: All right. You know, cool. so Does that glow think, in the dark?
3: No, no. It's just uh, like zombie green, neon green, whatever okay. it is. All right. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, like I said, this is my holster um, for competition.
1: So what is this, this silver part on there? Is that just part of a system? That's part aluminum, of yeah. Yeah, aluminum. Yeah, this, yeah this aluminum. This is aluminum.
3: Right. But um, right. when you look at it, um, so if you're looking at it, the belt actually goes through it because I'm right handed. It sits on my right hip. So the belt actually goes through it and it just sits on the belt. As such. You know, of course the gun goes in it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it
3: also has a system where you can raise and lower it, you know, depending on your height level, what's comfortable for you.
1: All right, cool. Very but, cool.
3: Yeah, I think it's pretty sexy yeah. in my opinion.
1: Yes, it is. And by the way, uh, you know, shout out to Harry's holsters that's sponsoring the podcast today. I saw Harry in the chat. So oh. I don't know if I don't know if Harry makes any competition rigs He'll have to he'll have to tell us about that. So I'm not oh, yeah. sure. I'm not sure. But um, um and then what's that, the other one you got there?
3: Right here. You ready?
1: Yep, I'm ready. Boom. Oh, Wood- see. I oh. see Woodland. Yeah. And it's buddy. got Walther on it. Uh, MW Tactical. Uh, uh let's see the gun cleaners, uh, proper. I'm trying to see all the give all the shout outs to the companies.
3: Tactical shirt.
1: Yeah, what's the one with the Labe? Ta- yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's shit. But uh, yeah. yeah,
3: that's tactical S H R T. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay.
1: okay. <laughs> then you
3: got Venture Gear Tactical. Uh huh. Of course, you got Proper.
1: Yeah. Then you um,
3: got guys, um, from We Like Shooting.
1: Yeah, I see the We Like Tooting guys on there. Yeah, We Like Tooting. And then um, uh-huh.
3: EFK Fire Dragon. They make custom um barrels that's cool. for your uh-huh. various pistols, threaded, ported, and everything.
1: Right, right.
3: And then um. My buddy, who actually helped me out with some of the PNG graphics, my man Vinny Clark, graphic designer here in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. So this is my new competition shirt.
1: Oh, nice, man! Congratulations. I like the uh, the tactical greyness, also. Okay. Um, I think so. Harry, what's he saying here? I think he's saying uh, comp- competition holsters are coming once the new CNC comes in. So okay, so he's gonna have some competition stuff coming up there. Not that, you know. Not trying to uh take away anything from those guys that you deal with. Where are those guys located? The uh what is it called again? The what is it? Bomb holsters? Mad bomb. My, mad, mad bomb. bomb. Where are those guys?
3: Uh he's out of um It's either Missouri or Wyoming
1: Okay. All right.
3: I so the easiest way to do it is if you find area code three oh seven, that's pretty much where he is. I'll put his card up so if anybody wants to yeah. reach yeah. out or I'll look uh, up his stuff. And I know if you look him up on Instagram, stuff. I think it's at mad underscore bomb underscore holsters. It's mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Uh, Walter doesn't believe in holsters.
3: I don't believe in holsters. <laughs> so you just be putting in your belt. <laughs> I,
1: I, hey, yeah, he, just, he just yeah. t- he just tucks it in the belt uh puts yeah. it he puts it in his socks wait do you believe in socks <laughs> i don't know i can't three, remember three,
0: three area code 302 is delaware no delaware. 307
3: 307, 307. Oh, i'm sorry oh,
0: 307 oh okay let's go back here boom yeah boom yeah
1: that so,
3: is. so walter do you um actually carry hot sauce in your sock?
1: Yeah, you got to look into the camera, Walter. We can't <laughs> see you.
0: <laughs> Wyoming that code
1: is. Yeah,
3: Wyoming.
0: That's uh, Hot okay. sauce in my socks? I, told yeah. us, mm. 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 I got hot sauce in my pants.
3: Hey, that's, that's <laughs> an old school trick. And um, I can actually tell you, I remember one day we went out to eat uh, when I was a kid. And my dad pulled a bottle of hot sauce out of his boot, doused it, and put it back in. <laughs> wow.
0: Uh-huh. That's a serious hot sauce,
3: user. yeah.
1: That's
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's old school, that's old school country, right there. that's old school, your dad's old school country. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm on that one. yeah. The hot sauce, hot sauce goes on everything. Some people, yes, it does. Yeah, for certain people, you can use that hot sauce and everything, good for food sexual situations that you may have i guess <laughs> Yeah, you can go to the hot sauce <laughs> you
0: Brian know what Quick, if... says I, Brian Quick says i look like a three eighty in the pocket kind of guy i've had a 380 in my pocket before mm-hmm. um it's just that's a little that's a little large for the pocket carry in my opinion
3: I'm gonna say yeah. what you got on some hammer pants with that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Parachute thing. Yeah.
0: Let's uh
1: let's get into some news things here that I want Here's one thing I wanted to talk about since we're in Florida. Former deputy uh, Florida deputy arrested for planting drugs on drivers during traffic stops. Let's show this idiot's face. Oh man, this is like this this is how uh cops out there get a bad name from these kinds of idiots. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me read this. Let me read this uh, thing here for you guys. If you, I don't know if you you guys saw this in the news. A former Florida uh, sheriff's deputy was arrested Wednesday after authorities alleged he planted drugs and falsely charged dozens of innocent motorists after pulling them over under the guise of a minor traffic stop. Uh, Jackson County Deputy Zachary Wester was taken into custody in Crawfordville, about 20 miles south of Tallahassee, after oh, that's a like year...
0: That's- Go ahead. that's the country that's the country
1: yeah hmm. Tallahassee yeah um, yeah after a year-long investigation by the Florida Department of Law enforcement revealed that he frequently stopped drivers from minor traffic infractions then covertly planted uh, methamphetamine and other drugs in their vehicles while conducting a search see this is what I'm always saying about like the reasons to pull people over and all that is a setup right? You know, Mm -hmm. or they can be used for a setup like, oh, I smell marijuana, which is what he would say, um, which he goes on to say here. During most of these stops, Wester would turn off his body camera and tailor his recordings to conceal his criminal activity. Authorities said after finding the drugs, he would pin motorists with bogus criminal charges and arrest them. Wester's actions led prosecutors to drop charges in almost 120 cases. That occurred between 2016 and 2018, including one man who lost custody of his daughter as a result of the false arrest. Wow! And it goes uh, on. It goes on to talk about that that guy uh, and what happened there. What do you guys think about that?
3: That sounds similar to what was going taking place in the '80s. Um, like I remember when I was younger, especially like in um, the North Carolina, Virginia area, um, a lot of people were getting. Tag with a bogus arrest like that, you know, getting planted with crack or weed or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm um, going to jail. But um, yeah,
1: that actually happened to me. I don't know if I, I think I think I said this before, but I don't know if you know that.
3: No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That actually happened to me when I was younger living in New York. These uh, oh. these guys planted um, like vials of crack cocaine under my feet mm-hmm. and then they arrested me. I spent a couple of days locked up. And then when I um, they didn't want to let me go to a judge, you know, and I kept telling them, like, you know, call my parents. I'm sure I'll, I'll get a lawyer or something like that. And um, they try to get me to, to make a plea deal. They're like, oh, if you just plead guilty to this, you know, you'll only do like six months in Rikers. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to plead guilty. I didn't do anything. So I'm not doing that. Get me a lawyer. And then they rushed me in front of the judge. The judge cursed them out because they didn't have evidence. They didn't have anything. They would just, I don't even think it was like real crack. They would just throw something under you and arrest you and go, this is, you know, this is whatever. So basically what happened is they got cursed out by the judge and then that whole thing got thrown out and they released me. And I didn't know my parents were there in the courthouse with a lawyer and everything trying to find me. Um, I think they did like habeas corpus where they're like, you got to show us him. But Mm -hmm. uh, they released me. I went home and my parents were still there. You know, and then they came back. So, yeah, that that was a that was a big thing that happened a lot.
3: Wow. And obviously
1: still does happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So if if you would actually went to court, you would have been destroyed.
1: Yeah. If I would have uh, pled to that. Also, I wouldn't be here right now because you can't become a citizen if you have those kinds of. And remember, in New York City, like it was mandatory 20 years. Yeah. So you know, this this is all the kind of nonsense that was going on, but obviously it wasn't a thing. I did eventually get my uh, citizenship and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, got now, got all that, that worked
3: out. That guy who lost his um, custody of his child. Mm-hmm. Now that this came out, can he go back and sue? And uh, of course he's. Oh, gonna have he to is. That he
1: is. Yeah, for sure, yeah. he's doing that.
3: Oh, yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, it's gonna. It's it's not gonna be easy, but yeah, he is doing yeah, exactly. that for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are the kind of cops that uh, mess it up for everyone else, man. You know, that go out there. I'm not really sure why he was doing all of this. Uh,
3: Get that award at the end of the year. Uh, cop of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, as Walter says, string them up. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty bad thing. I, lifetime.
1: I'm, lifetime in that, jail, prison.
0: That might be off with the head offense there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm he was targeting everyone, apparently. When I looked at it, he he was just- it was random. He didn't- yeah. so, um, in other words, he wasn't just going after, like, black people or young people. Or, yeah. He was just doing this to everyone. He was trying to be super cop. Yeah, there was <laughs> a story where he, um, he pulled over a couple and, um, and planted something in the wife's purse mm-hmm. And then arrested her and everything, and she was crying. In the she was like, "Oh, am I gonna lose my child?" Because you know, and the couple trying to tell him, "We've never, we've never done drugs or anything." And then, like uh, a, a month or so later, he pulls over the husband again. She's in, she's locked up, and asking <laughs> the husband about her. You know, this guy was totally—he's mental. Wow. You know? So yeah, those kind of when when uh, when people violate the public trust like that they should be severely first he should be flogged all those people that were falsely arrested need to be allowed to flog him what is uh, what is a
0: good a, a good a good uh, a good whipping wouldn't hurt nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What <laughs> are those uh, things that they put you in is it stocks you know the thing. They they stocks, yeah, stocks man yeah <laughs> and then you get to pee on his head and stuff like that yeah, yeah. in the, in the yeah. town square you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, all right you, you want to hear some crazy news uh-oh. What, what? Ready for this? And not in Florida, too. It's not in Florida? Not in Florida. Okay. Rat, rattlesnake, whiskey, and uranium found in traffic stop of stolen car. Rattlesnake, <laughs> Hold on, rattlesnake.
3: say that again. <laughs> rattlesnake,
0: <laughs> whiskey. whiskey, uranium found in the Is that part stop. of a drink? Is that, is that like a special <laughs> kind of drink? <laughs> Police in Oklahoma like the atomic said, they bomb? Found, <laughs> said they found a rattlesnake, a canister of radioactive powdered uranium, and an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe whiskey during a traffic stop of a vehicle that had been reported stolen. So huh, huh. I guess this this dude had all this stuff. Um, the cops don't know why he had uranium, uh, yeah. but they said it can be bought on Amazon for
1: those. You could buy for. You, what, so you can buy uranium on Amazon.
3: Uranium ore. Yeah, we're going back to the future.
1: Yeah, is it? Um, so that's not active, right? Is that active? Yeah, well, or there the
0: uranium ore is radioactive, but it's not like refined. It's not like refined uranium. Oh, okay. But, so uh, that can't be weaponized or anything. Well, that's what they use to make bombs with uranium. But once again, you have to refine it. And that's you not a process it. you do it's riding not around in your riding around your Chevrolet. Okay. But right. uh, um, they found a gun in the console and a teranium tyrani- teranium in the. Back seat containing a pet timber rattlesnake. Let hmm. me um, see. Hmm. He, the vehicle was stolen. Hmm. Um, he was at. A, he had a suspended license. Where was this again? Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
1: Guthrie, Oklahoma. Guthrie, Guthrie, Oklahoma. So um, I at don't, the end of it says, uh, it says
0: it uh, says the uranium. The police said. With understatement, uranium is a wild card in the situation. (laughs) No one's been
1: charged yet. Everything is a wild card. (laughs) If there was an accident in that, if this is like the situation when you're reading a comic book of how you become a superhero, right? Think about this. You're traveling in your stolen car with some uranium, a rattlesnake, and some whiskey. (laughs) You crash, and then
0: magically you get powers. You get bit by the rattlesnake. And the whiskey falls into the wound with the uranium you turn into super 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 oaky.
1: Yeah, radioactive rattler or something. The drunk (laughs) radioactive rattler powers. Yeah.
0: You can make people drunk just by looking at them. So uh, that's out of Oklahoma. Yeah. And and the girl the girlfriend was a convicted felon and she had a gun. So yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like, you know, perfect storm, I guess. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, thankfully it wasn't Florida. See, Florida's Uh, not that
0: bad. Yeah, we normally just, you get that stuff out of like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Hudson, Florida or Riverview or someplace yeah. like that. We just, did
1: you, I think there was hit in the news. This happens all the time. I think there was some news in Florida. I don't have it pulled up right now of uh, um, some kind of snake eating an alligator. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I heard it. Wow. Yeah. I heard just, a
3: huge yeah. snake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh, yeah. What was it, wow. like a giant boa or something like that? He, Probably, yeah, yeah. He ate and this they, alligator.
0: Then, they, they, then didn't they, go- just, oh. they just they it. They just killed a 16 foot one down in the Everglades that had that had 50 eggs mm. that laid 50 eggs. And they killed all they killed all those, too. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We've got a
1: serious problem with that. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you
3: know, I'm still laughing about that lady at DMV who went out and <laughs> cleared the line. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah. What what <laughs> thinking? <laughs> yeah.
1: Cleared the line, but then you got arrested. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: um yeah, I wonder how much time she's gonna was that in Florida? I think that was in Florida, right? I don't
3: know. I can't remember where it was. I, remember, I oh. read it. Oh no, so... was
1: that was in was that in Illinois? I don't know. I can't remember I can't remember where that one was. Yeah, we gotta look that up. I think we were talking about that yesterday. I don't think it was a Florida one. Maybe. I don't know. It's so like right. <laughs> anything that happens in America that's crazy could technically happen in Florida. <laughs> Probably, so. Probably so. You know, Although
3: with the way society is going right now, anything that's said is not really shocking anymore. Almost
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. nothing in Florida is shocking, me. man. There is some craziness going down, going on in Florida. Uh, let me see. Here's another one that I have. I'll throw this up here for the peoples. A police chief left her gun in El Pollo Loco bathroom. Then someone stole it, and they're showing a picture of the guy who stole it
0: uh (laughs) wait a minute hang on now you leave your gun in the bathroom right so Uh Hank Strange you walk into the bathroom you sit down in the toilet Mm -hmm. and there's a Glock sitting there Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do what am I gonna do what are you gonna do um I'm not
1: touching it I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the police and right there I'm not even gonna touch that gun
0: well I I probably would kind of do the same thing too yeah I'm gonna cordon off that stall that might have been used in a crime yeah. or something like that. I'm not putting my <laughs> fingerprints on it. No, no, no.
1: no. I'm not even you know, flushing. If I was, in, if I was just dropping a deuce in there, I'm leaving it. <laughs> you, no, no, you know wait. I might, I might flush that because I don't want them to use my own, my own uh, excrement against me. <laughs> you are going to get, you are going you are
0: going to get
1: interrogated,
0: <laughs>
3: you
0: know, uh, thoroughly if you do that too. By the way, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. So now, you know yeah. um, that that happened a few times overseas also. Whereas um, American soldier went to use a porta potty or latrine facility of such. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they came out, joined the crowd, start talking and realized, oh, oh that's my firearm. Wow. Go back in. It's gone. It's gone. But then by then, it's like um the local um, people who lived there, whatever region we was in. Of course, they'd be like, oh, no, no, we didn't see nothing. We didn't. See oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so it was a few people got in some trouble
1: yeah did that. you did you guys ever track those guns down?
3: um the three instances that I'm thinking of right now um I think they only got one back, but that was like when I was over in Iraq where in the, the area was more um contained but um over in Afghanistan, it wasn't as contained as it was in Iraq. Uh You know, those two firearms never got returned back. But the one in Iraq, I remember that one showing back up.
1: Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I think this was in L.A. because this is in the L.A. Times. So here's the thing. Uh, San Luis Obispo Police Chief Dina Cantrell stopped at El Pollo Loco about noon Wednesday for a bite to eat. After finishing her meal, she used the bathroom and then headed back to work. There was only one problem. She left her gun behind. Police are now looking (laughs) for a man they think stole the weapon after Cantrell left the restroom. The chief has since publicly apologized, noting that she immediately reported the loss of her weapon. There's a video here of her talking about it and um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, what do you think should happen to uh, that police chief for leaving her gun there?
0: Well, first thing, she should be she should be made Lose to pay job. for it. Lose a job. Uh, demoted. I would say demoted yeah. Uh, substantially. Yeah, there should be some penalties.
1: Um, and made to pay for it. Yeah.
0: Good.
1: Yeah. My, um, I don't understand why, like, why do you take, her gun was in a holster. Why do you take that and put that on a, I don't, like, you know. Probably,
3: yeah, because of the fact, um, once you pull it down, he <laughs> probably can't pull it back up. I don't know what type of holster she had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she probably couldn't get, you know, her pants um, situated correctly.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just only do that, handle that kind of business at the station in a special bathroom or something like that. But, yeah, you know, when I use the bathroom, uh, you know, I always have a gun on me. But when I use the bathroom, man, I got I make sure I keep eyes on my gun. It stays on my belt, in my holster.
3: No, I yeah. take mine off and put it, if it's um, the handicap bar and if it can wedge in between – I put it right there or Why? I put it on top of the toilet paper because I appendix carry. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I can't, can't keep it on the belt and do my duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's a that's a good reason not
1: to appendix carry right there i'll tell you that right now
0: <laughs> i always keep mine on me man and everybody makes fun of me when it's in my pocket too yeah, yeah. see you will see this so it is just the stays thing. in my pocket no i keep I'm mine thinking.
1: right down there where, you know i i gotta make sure i keep my eyes on that man somebody might come <laughs> in that stall <laughs> that uninvited door, yeah. <laughs> you know i always keep it like where i
0: can you know reach down there and handle handle the business All right. so yeah I just ran across this here. This is a complete change of subject. I'll just say it, and we don't have to comment if you don't want to. Soccer star, no, you know that that gay soccer star Rapo says gay people are scientifically better than straight people. Okay, that's uh, not true. Uh.
1: All and right. I'll so next stop, everyone's different. I mean, everyone. Look, okay. Technically, everyone's diff- different, but I don't. I don't understand the logic behind I that. I don't. I mean, it, she, she's she, in her opinion, they are. I guess you know. That's
3: that's just propaganda to get attention flowing yeah. her way. Yeah. That's that's all that is because oh, yeah, yeah. she ended up getting some flack because. um. Oh, she she had terrible. her arms crossed or something, doing the yeah, national anthem, something yeah, like that. She was disrespected.
1: Yeah. But I think yeah. gay people are human beings. Everyone, you know, everyone's a human being. Whether you're gay, or whatever it is, you know, there human beings out there. You know, obviously some people are smarter than other Scientifically people. Scientifically
0: better. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't think huh.
1: just because you're gay or just because you're black or just because you're white or she, because I you're think, a man or anything like that, you know.
0: I think she's oh. blinded by science.
3: Blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. I, I think she's blinded by stupidity she probably got too many hits in the head with a soccer
0: ball uh, a little bit too much hair dye probably yeah i personally um,
3: think that um that like i said she's just looking for attention right now because yeah. of the fact you know what i'm saying yeah that, she's just riding
1: not, she's just riding that wave you know i mean that's just one yeah. of those things you know mm-hmm. um, exactly. like guaranteed support or whatever i guess you know you get out there
0: um yeah, I, I just I just I just ran across that on Facebook, so that's why yeah. I had to.
1: I, had I know to. I saw something where she said, "Hide your children, hide your wives." <laughs> what? There was uh, some what? statement uh, I really? saw. Yeah, that, I saw that out there somewhere. I don't know exactly what? where it is right now. I'm not going to run it down. Was she a but, friend with
0: Epstein or something or what? I don't
1: what? know. I don't know what she meant by that, but whatevs. You know, I'm not really. Wo- I'm not worried about that chick to be honest with you. Nah, she's, she, an idiot.
0: she's a she's a flash in the pan. She'll be gone.
1: Yeah, um, you know whatevs whatevs you know have fun with your nonsense here's something i did want to talk about which um i did i think i was showing this to you guys earlier let me see if i could uh pull up the youtube thing here let me just okay make sure it's muted so did you guys see there's this footage of coast guard boarding a suspected drug smuggling (laughs) vessel it's like a submarine if you guys see this footage
3: that's the atf cowboy
1: yeah, um, and I'm trying to figure out what the guy's yelling. I think he was yelling, open the door, or stop the— sh-. He's like, I'm yeah. not playing the audio here, so, so, just so we can try to avoid getting into anything yeah. with these people. Um, but-
3: <laughs> from my translation, from what it sounded like, it sounded like he kept saying, stop the boat, stop the boat.
1: Yeah, yeah. so you they're know? doing a pullover on the ocean.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the dude, you got to see—let me see if I can find— I could go to the part where he— uh, where the, he actually, like, jumps off. This dude jumps off the um, the Coast Guard boat. Okay, hold on a second. Let me see. I think, okay. It's close here. Let me see. I'm going to throw this up, so if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, so he actually jumps from the Coast Guard boat onto the, look at it, he's just jumped. This guy's hardcore, man.
0: Ride him, cowboy. Ride him, Yeah, he's hardcore.
1: <laughs> this is a... He's freaking Aquaman or something.
3: So he, he must have had <laughs> yeah. his, tactical, um, his tactical shapes on.
1: Well, he's geared down. I'm sure he's got floaties or whatever, but he just... Oh, yeah, this, he, this dude... <laughs> he's got his floaties <laughs> on, <man>. He's <laughs> <laughs> got
3: his
0: yeah, swim, that's swim, 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 he's on. His swim yeah, I don't or? know
1: who this... If I don't know. Probably somewhere we could find out what Coast Guard dude that was, but he's Coast Guard Special Ops
3: yeah <laughs> hey but um he was literally banging on the door like they would do a raid <laughs> so his yeah. practice did his show
1: yeah he's <laughs> open spe- up he's, open yeah up. he's special ops man that that dude was no joke yeah. yeah um what do you guys think about those submarines that uh that's
0: crazy shit people i tell them? you and what and walter we
1: can't build a submarine
0: oh it's illi- you know actually technically it's illegal to build a submarine
1: it's illegal to build a
3: submarine. It is
0: illegal. They made it. They made that illegal because of this stuff. Really? Oh yes. wow! You build a submarine like that and go out in the bay and see what happens.
1: So, <laughs> so here in Florida, we can't build our own submarine in case well, like we maybe
0: maybe if maybe if you're making it to do like uh, you know uh, research with. But if you just decide you're going to build your own little six eighty eight, you know uh, you know attack submarine, and yeah. you're tooling around out in the in the bay with it. I think you're going to draw a little bit of attention to yourself. Oh, can I build a
1: mild mm-hmm. submarine? Can I?
0: A, a what submarine? A mild one, just like a little.
1: Just a little. don't li- need a big submarine. a little submarine. bitty, a little a bitty, bitty, bitty b- baby one. Yeah,
0: yeah, a yeah, small one.
3: Small. Yeah.
0: Demure. Well, you, prob- you probably could get away with it if you <laughs> turn it into a social media thing. but
1: yeah. Do they you know, do they ever sell these subs? So when they capture, <laughs> when they capture these oh. submarines, do they? Can we buy them at an auction? <laughs> uh, no, they
0: don't auction those off.
1: No. Oh, so they so they destroy these. I'm gonna say.
0: I would imagine that gets uh, taken back as evidence, and then uh, yeah. it's getting, gonna get yeah. cut up. Or interesting. Something.
3: Yeah. Didn't somebody build a submarine in the Revolutionary War?
0: I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I they, think they one, yeah. yeah, they, they had one yeah, they those manually powered things they sat in with a crate. Yeah. inside there yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, and it was like everybody was getting sick because of um they didn't have like the proper oxygen or something Probably. like that.
0: That was actually during the conf- uh the civil war they had one of those yeah. too. What's yeah. that movie? Yeah. What's I, that yeah. Yeah. movie about the all Hundley, those things? The Hunley. Um, the Hunley.
1: What was mm-hmm. the movie that Nicolas Cage did? Remember those movies that he did that talks about like back in the days of America and they're like hunting down all the clues to find what was that called? No one remembers the Nicholas Cage movies where he was like this uh, historian archaeologist dude.
3: Oh um the Mason the wife was like Yeah, what was and, that? Uh, Cuz there was
1: that submarine was in that. That's one of the um the that old school submarine was in one of those movies.
3: Yeah. Man, I was about to say Treasure Island, but no, that's No, not someone's <laughs> going to say it.
1: Someone's going to say it here. Uh, Tell us remind us of what the hell that movie was. Those were actually good movies from um, you know, Nicolas Cage is kind of like hit or miss. Some of the movies are no
3: good. <laughs> national National Treasure.
1: National there Treasure movies. I like those. You guys don't like the
3: National Treasure? Oh movies? yeah, yeah. I like them. I like I it. Saw them.
1: Yeah. I, saw them. I think the first one was talking about that submarine, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys they drive they run those damn submarines long distances too. That's not like uh, well they're not really. They don't they don't submerge fully. They just stay on the surface like that. But yeah. Um, those are some
1: hardcore dudes, man. You got to respect, really? respect those dudes. The dude, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know how much yeah. drugs, yeah. how much money in the world is going to make me make my own submarine and get into the ocean and tangle with, like, the Coast Guard and sharks.
3: I'm pretty uh, sure it was some type of agreement. Well, if you get captured, we'll take care of your family.
0: Bullshit. That. No, that's yeah. not, there's uh, no good. No. <laughs> Red Bear says it was National Treasure Bikini Bottom. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But, you know, Bikini Bottom is where SpongeBob is at. And, you know, if, if you yeah. guys don't know that. So. Yes, I know all about the SpongeBob. SpongeBob I,
1: had uh, to, yes. I had to watch SpongeBob with my boys. I yeah, I grew for up. years. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, yours too, huh? Yep. Yeah. I'm sure like Red SpongeBob, Bear has seen his share of SpongeBob. I, I'm, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he's a big SpongeBob fan.
0: I, li- I actually kind of like SpongeBob. He's it's, not funny. Bad, dude. it's funny. It's yeah,
1: funny. Yeah. 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 It's just like I'm on Rick and Morty right now. That's my thing that I look at yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Have you seen that? I know who it is. Yeah. 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 I, f- I find Rick and Morty entertaining. All right. Let's see. OK. I think we've reached like the nine o'clock hour
0: here. Oh, so, Yeah, man. Time
1: yep. went oh, really
3: fast. Man.
1: Oh, wow. Finkus you know, t-
0: talked the first hour straight, man. He didn't stopped talking the whole time. Yeah. Finkus <laughs> 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 is the man. I, I was falling asleep,
3: man. Yeah. I was starting
0: to nod out myself.
1: But. Yeah. I always yeah. want to name, we need to name something after Pincus. You know, Pincus needs to get something named. I, I say we name some kind of disease after him, but he probably is not going <laughs> to like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice. No, but it would be cool. <laughs> like, oh, you got that Pincus. That's <laughs> like the pink eye. You got pink. Yeah, you eye. got the pinkuses. That's what's wrong with you. You got the pinkus.
3: <laughs> you know, um, every time I spoke with him, um our conversations like at Shot Show NRA, it was always between one of us going to another appointment and literally him talking in two minutes was like him reading a book to me. I was sitting there like, Wow, I need a notepad just to jot down everything. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a he's uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Red Bear says he's only smart enough for SpongeBob, unfortunately. What else? <laughs> There's some deep stuff in SpongeBob, man. Don't sleep on oh, SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, motor Boater says the U.S. stinkus. <laughs> we we'll name something. Yeah. We'll name something after Pinkus. <laughs> the Yeet Pinkus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pinkus does have his own gun, and we didn't get a chance to yeah. talk to him about that. Yeah. Yeah, he does have his own gun, which I think is that out.
3: no no it's not out yet um yeah he actually had um had it at shot show and if you actually went by you could actually shot it and when we actually shot it i think somebody broke it (laughs) like um (laughs) broke a spring or a extractor or something because they were shooting it limp-wristed and it wasn't um acting right so um Mm. but actually when i shot it i was like okay i like it i like it
1: yeah Yeah. Jafari
0: lens says spawn my pinkers Um, i think i think his gun was sitting over in the um where grand power stuff was in the uh oh really uh, what's what's the name of that company they're the importer imports a bunch of stuff and i didn't realize what it was i was looking at it going oh look at this you know yeah uh, yeah. he um i've never i've never had a
1: no actually he did give me a chance one time to shoot it and then he had that what's that really expensive gun that's like eight nine thousand dollars the handgun Um, it's got wood. It looks like a movie gun. I forgot the name of it. It's this really ridiculous, um, gun. The one that's, the
0: one that's from, uh, the Bruno?
1: Yeah, the Bruno. So, so Pincus had his gun and he had the Bruno and he was like, oh, you could shoot these. But, and, and they looked really cool, but I didn't realize what was going on, you know, and then until later, because I went to look it up. I was like, what the hell? What is this thing? that I saw there, and I was like, oh, crap, man, I missed out a chance on shooting the Bruno and yeah. and getting I, to shoot Pincus' gun. So we'll,
3: we'll get that worked I, out.
0: I think that's like the 5.7 Bruno, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. When you read – oh, I read an article about it at one point. I was like, oh, man, this is a cool gun. Then I got to how much it costs, and I'm like, oh, so, uh, so much for that one. I don't think we're yeah. getting that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy Phoenix <laughs> oh, says, Hey, instead of cutting a fart, cut a pincus. Okay. Uh maybe we'll name like when maybe when you get lots of wives, we'll call it uh, doing a pincus. Just yeah. So one day I'll, one day I'll say to Lola, you know what, Lola, I'm thinking about doing a Pincus. <laughs> i might you know <laughs> then i die <laughs> he throws you he takes it throws your shovel here start digging your grave go yeah.
3: ahead <laughs> is that yeah. bruno gun y'all talking about fk is it, is
1: FK, Z- bruno. fk bruno fk yeah that's it yeah yep, yep. Mm-hmm. it was yeah. badass he's i was like i wh- what is this you know but i it's... didn't realize um there was some event that we were at i think it had something the event had something to do with Maj. And he was just telling like anyone if you guys want to shoot it, and I, it was just so much stuff going on, and I didn't do it. And then I was like, man, I I should have done, I should have shot this gun and done a video on it and all that kind of stuff, because, and I think like a few, like maybe a week later or something like that, we were talking about it. It was that gun is yeah. like eight, nine, ten, thirteen thousand dollars something. It's crazy expensive. Yeah. yeah, his gun is not that is not that expensive though. Um, yeah. And he if, if you want to see Pincus's gun, he did come on before and talk to it. Talk to us about that. We'll get him to come back um, and do it. All right. You know what? Let's wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up. Let's start with Mike. Mike, how can the folks out there follow and support you?
3: Um, first thing I would say, please go to Instagram. Look up Munitions Weapons Tactical altogether or just do a search for M-W Tactical. And then, of course, it'll pop up at Munitions Weapons Tactical hit the follow, subscribe, like, follow me, please. Um, hit my sponsors up and let them know that you've seen the shirt and you thank them for what they're doing for me and you're standing behind them. And outside of that, please go to wwwm tactical.com and look at everything I'm a part of and get behind the missions that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Okay, and uh, let me see, shout out to, where is he? Shout out to Scorched Earth Firearms that's out there. You know, um, here's the thing. You can do one in the eye and two in the stinkers. The The pinkest. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to come up with stuff. I'm going to stop. It sounds pretty, it sounds pretty piratey. Rob's going to go back over this video. I'm like, what? They spent the end of the show talking about, you know, I need we need to make a t-shirt like one in the eye, one in the pinkest, two in the pinkest, one in the eye. (laughs) Something like right. that. Some kind of thing from him. All right, fine. Uh, shout out to um, to our friend, Scorched Earth Firearms, Rod Mills. He's out there. He's joining us. Walter, how can the folks follow and support you, sir? Oh,
0: they can check us out on Instagram and check us out on Facebook under Safety Our Firearms, on both of those. Um, there's also Mower Death. Plus, we're on Gunstreamer, too. Check out the Gunstreamer page. Yeah. Uh, pages, I should say. Um, Hank's been doing some shuffling of videos as of late. Yeah. on YouTube, and um, I'm getting all these things, people commenting on them, by the way. Oh, you are? Okay, you know. so yeah. you have
1: to go yeah. in there and answer those comments, Walter. I'll, I'll, I'll get in there. I'll get on it. Yes, yeah, sir. so you have to get in there. I don't think... I, I, let me see. I'll try to do something before... No, I think I have another one scheduled for tomorrow. I can't yeah, remember. Okay. All right. Well, I think one, something went up today. Something will probably go up tomorrow. I'll th- yeah, I'll be throwing right. some up. Time I'll get up by. on there tomorrow
0: yeah. and do that. That's
1: yeah. so you guys can have access to the Safety Harbor stuff, because <laughs> YouTube's coming down on a lot of those and uh, we took them off so they're on safety harbor firearms on youtube if you want to see any of those videos right? right uh, we've right. got the how it's made up there and a bunch of other videos going
0: up yeah there. so yeah so yes yeah. um, yeah, check those out and um we're gonna be doing some shooting this weekend so there'll yeah. be some new stuff yeah new we'll stuff make some up. new videos that they will disapprove of yeah, but we'll 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 spread them around on GunStreamer and everywhere
1: else yeah.
3: too.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. All right, uh, any final words, Mike, Walter? Any any things here, you guys? Want?
0: Uh, stay thirsty, my friends. Stay,
1: hey, thirsty,
3: go, stay thirsty. Go to the range, do some training, put some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Out. Take a friend. Go take Have a friend. Have fun.
0: <laughs> take a, take a friend out and go shooting. Somebody that ain't been out shooting before. Yeah, that's absolutely. How, that's how you. That's how you can spread the two-way gospel.
1: Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, good seeing you guys again. We'll be back here. What's today? Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back here tomorrow, Friday, doing it up. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think Walter's going to be here. I'm but not going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. We'll have some fun stuff going on tomorrow. We'll see you guys. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace out. See you.